I'm going back down maybe one more time Deep down home, October road That's the time, it's a real good sign How's everyone doing? Let's make some noise, come on October, the trees are stripped bare From all they wear What do I care of? It's just another work day. You serious, Clark? Oh, how I hate to see October go. I'm not the one to complain, Mr. Weffley, but I thought you said no what stuff. She said don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. This is the Tony Bruno Show. The autumn wind is non-existent because it's 93 degrees with a relative humidity of 82%. It is not football weather, ladies and gentlemen. It is nutball weather. And as I just get off Twitter, having to feed the trolls and slap down some hoes, we begin another broadcast day here in the wine cellar. Where the lighting, the mood lighting is great, thanks to Miss Robin. The takes are not hot. They're just opinions that are informed. And the information you are about to hear is legitimately gleaned from legit sources. Like watching games myself, watching developments myself, and then looking for facts and making what I consider honest opinions. If that type of approach to life is not for you, Perhaps you should uh, turn to other avenues where you can get the lockstep stuff that you love to hear all the time. You following me right now, Ms. Robin? I am always following you, Tony Bruno. Thank you very much. That didn't sound very... That sounded uh, condescending, Robin. Very condescending. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me try that again. Tony, I'm always following you. How's that? Was that better? You follow me, camera guy? Yes. I guess one thing to say to you, Robin. How dare you? Exactly. Damn. And remember one thing, Robin. You're younger than me. And you are still not mature enough to tell it like it is. Unlike a 16-year-old girl who's very mature and is mature enough to tell it like it is. You following that right now, Robin? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. All right, let's get down to the business, because you know what we're waiting for here in Philadelphia. I said it yesterday on the show. Is, uh, is Yom Kippur over yet? Oh, no, Rosh Hashanah. I'm sorry. Yom Kippur is coming up next. Rosh Hashanah, Wait, Rosh Hashanah is it over? Rosh Hashanah was from sundown to... Sunday, but I don't know how many days. I've lost track. I don't... Ah, I'm <laughs> looking for a Jew to help me out here. As Falcon 39 says, uh, Robin, quit being sassy. It is sassy. I'm sassy? Peep, yeah, sassy and not in a good way. Aww. See, sassy used to be good. But once somebody is condescending, you can take... I, you oh. don't even have to be woke to, to see that somebody is, is, is condescending. Wait, Robin. wait, wait. Yes. Keith Richmond, 126, specifically had a great way of pointing out that he is Jewish 
on the on the Twitch board, he has uh, an arrow dot 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 Jew pointing at himself. <laughs> Listen, I have a lot of Jewish friends. Some of my best friends are Jewish. Yes. Like uh, my son always said, I, I, are you sure that we can't be just a little bit Jewish? I'm very Jewish in a lot of things I do, except the kosher stuff. I can't eat the matzah. I have a hard enough time. No, matzah's good. It's good, but it's too dry is what I'm saying. It's oh. not that it's bad. I mean, it doesn't have any flavor. You just don't care for the matzah It's sort of balls. like White Claws. You know, it's like you're waiting for something to happen. You get that first taste of black cherry, and then there's nothing else except fizzy, fizzy water. It's with matzah. And it's not just because it's matzah because it's a Jewish unleavened bread thing. I love all kinds of bread. But the only way, and I'm sure my Jewish friends will agree, the only way matzah is edible is if you slather something on it. Correct. You're not eating dry. Now, I'm not putting any gefilte fish on there. I know. I'm not, not putting any, any like, kippered salmon on there, whatever else you put Although on there. You give do. me a little jelly. Give me a little peanut butter on there, and I'll eat it. Uh, although... <laughs> Although the Alige pizza, yes. a.k.a. anchovy pizza, that Correct. Angelo's Pizza sent over from when we were at um, Right next door. Screwballs. They just walked it right out of the oven, right into the was, next door at, at Screwballs up in King of Prussia last Thursday night. And I've, I've never really cared for anchovies <laughs> in any which way except for in a good Caesar salad, like exactly. table-side Caesar It just salad. has to be the essence, though. And um, it was... Fan freaking tastic! It's like, good. I, hey, I had three slices. It's got to be a little bit of flavor. You got to have flavor in anything you have. Anything that's bland, like most sports talk radio and things of that nature or podcast, you got to have spices. You got to be able to spice it up. I don't mean super hot. See, there, people go to extremes. They either have bland stuff, or they have stuff that's now too hot, and everything's got to be super hot. Oh, hot and spicy wings. The spicier, the better. And I don't care, you can have the spice, you can spice it up as much as you want. I don't tell you what, how many spices to add, I'm just telling you what I do. Everybody I don't like super hot spice spicy. In your life. Listen, my butt's burning enough without spices, okay? You're not the only one. Our, just so that you, everybody knows, in case you hear <laughs> yowling in the background, two of our, all three of our cats are, are having major butt issues as well. I think that they're, they're, doing this in commiseration with Tony. I think they are. These are sympathy butt hurts around here. Speaking of butt hurt, just check my Twitter feed. You'll see a lot of butt hurt on there, Robin. And you know, as I say... No wonder you're in such a bad mood. It fucking sucks. It does. It fucking sucks to be out here with this out-of-control shit. I know, but we do it every day because we love people who get it. And people who listen to the show get it. They don't get everything. They get some things. But the big question today here in Philadelphia is we are now just past 1 o'clock in the east. And all eyes are now, as I said yesterday, sort of like the Pope. I saw people posting this. They must have stolen my shtick. All eyes are looking at Citizens Bank Park here in South Philadelphia, a few short blocks away from this broadcast facility. We call it the broadcast center, the operations. What else can we call it to make it sound like really, really big? The world headquarters of Ooh, Bruno Nation yes. Live. The nerve center. Yes. Right? Yes. It's yes. like the mission control. Mission. Oh, I like mission control. I mean, there's a lot of different ways we can call I this mission control. I think mission, mission control, control is right here. And it looks like mission control. It really does. I mean, the next time the Indians want to launch a ship, a spaceship to the moon, they're going to call us and help us gear, get that spaceship up to the moon. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Now, and we are going to do the, the Harry and Aton crossover at 1.30. 
See, one thirty, half hour into the show, like we do every Wednesday, Steve. It's every Wednesday at one thirty. As soon as we started the show, as soon as we started the show, he starts. Uh, when's the Where's the Harrigan uh, Aton crossover? It's regularly scheduled at one thirty. That's when we do it every week. We have not changed the schedule, so please be patient, folks. Especially when I'm a little salty today. Yeah, Tony. Tony's in a in a. I mean, you you thought I was being sassy. Exactly. Tony's in a. Um, what would you call your mood, Tony? It's probably different than what I would call it. I would say uh, to quote the great Harry, Harry Mays, who will be on with us here in about twenty five minutes or twenty minutes or so. You know what I am, Robin? What would that be, Tony? I'm pissed off. But I'm not really pissed off. I'm just in pain, and you know how you get when you're in pain. You could take pen medicine. I'm not looking for sympathy, okay? Everybody goes through pain. I play through pain. But sometimes, you know what we say on the show, Robin. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And that's what's happening. We're trying our best here. The show's not going off the rails. I have, I don't have, yeah, you know what I have? Roid rage. Not from steroids. Hemorrhoid rage, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mikey, Mrs. Hairplugs. I think roid rage of the type that I'm uh, suffering right now uh-huh, uh-huh. is much worse than road rage. Well, the difference is I'm not going to go outside and jump out of my car and take a baseball bat and start smashing somebody's windshield in. No. Because I'm not physically capable of doing that. I'm in such pain I couldn't even get out of the car to go over and bust somebody's windshield in in a roid rage incident or road rage. There's all kinds of rage out there. There's rage against the machine. There's roid rage. There's hemorrhoid rage. And there's rage against anybody that's exactly. in close, pl- close proximity to you, which is the what you are suffering from <laughs> right now. No, that's all. I'm okay, right? I'm on my cushion. I got the cushion for the pushing. We got great stuff today, too. Baseball, football, and as I mentioned, we've been, we have our special camera. We should have a live camera on our roof, Robin, because we can see Citizens Bank Park from here. And one of the big things that people have been asking about and the great Jim Salisbury over at NBC Sports Philly is on top of this. He wrote a column today about, hey, what's going on with the Phillies? You know, here it is. Teams are making decisions on their managers, on their front offices, and nada, nothing. I mean, total radio silence from Citizens Bank Park. And so my question is, Robin, and it's the question on the minds of many. And you know what that question is, Robin? What is that? The question is one that we all should be asking this morning. Well, we're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting, John Middleton. We're waiting. Maybe you're playing golf out there. It's a beautiful day for golf. Maybe John Middleton, the owner of the Phillies. And here's what Jim Salisbury says that I think he's, he's nailed. He actually said he's not anticipating any announcements of any kind from mm-hmm. the Phillies today. No, other the, than the fact that they are adding a net in the foul territory. Yeah, but territory. we had that yesterday. They're yeah. adding a, That's not an announcement everybody wants to hear. In fact, that'll piss more people off because that means less foul balls for the people right. sitting in the lower sections on both sides. So people are pissed all around for the non-announcement <laughs> and for the lame announcement that was announced. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we had that yesterday. The netting is going to be extended all the way to the foul poles. And you know what? If it's for the safety of the people, 
That's what they're doing. It. There's been a lot of people hit with because the baseballs are so juiced, the players are the balls are getting hit so hard. You know, people have always been hit with baseballs in the stands. But now the exit velocity, as we're always worrying about exit velocity and how fast the ball's leaving yeah, yeah, the yeah, bat, yeah. that exit velocity is making baseballs now a more deadly weapon than ever before. And especially with people on their cell phones. They're sitting there, fly ball comes, I know. bam! I know, you can't... People, if you were pay attention, if you put your phones down when you're sitting in those lower sections, then maybe they wouldn't have had to do this. Do you want a piece of me? Because I'll cut you, bitch. Well, you don't have to <laughs> cut me, man. Although maybe I'll get cut on Friday when something goes on down there when no, I go to the doctor. they don't cut you. I want them to cut me. I want them to do whatever it takes. You know what they uh, do? Here's what I want them to do. I don't want to go into the office and do what I did the last time where I'd like bend over a table and I got the doctor and his nurse assistant coming over and checking things out. Checking the undercarriage while I'm still awake. If you're going to touch down there, you better knock me out. I want an epidural. Knock your ass out. I want an epidural. I want a couple of (laughs) vodka crayons. I want anything that I can to not deal with this. I'm going to be like the woman who's going into labor and wants the epidural. Because, you know, I've never given birth to a baby. I've had uh, had. Kidney stones, which people compare to women going through labor. I mean, I had three kids, so I understand what the labor pains do to a woman. I've seen it live. And so I'm not – and I I can handle pain. I had my eye cut open last year without any anesthesia. That's not true. You had anesthesia. my eyeball had anesthesia. Yeah, you but had the rest local. of my body, I wasn't hooked up Correct. to any machines you, you or anything. Had local anesthetic. Yeah, just general. in my eyeball. Oh, yeah. okay. And my eye is the most sensitive part of my. I can't even wear eye contacts. You know what I mean? So you know how I am with eyes. Oh yeah. I can't. I, I didn't like to put drops in them. I don't like anything in my eye. And that's why I never could wear contacts. I need to figure out why these blurb sounds are playing twice. Oh, uh, because they're so nice. People want to play them twice if they're paying for them, Robin. No, no, no. I don't know. Like it's one is in mono, and then the next one is in full on stereo. It's like it's. I I don't get it. I don't. I am. I'm not quite sure why that's happening. <laughs> Scrapple Joe. Last week I got eczema, diarrhea, and hemorrhoids. It was the first time I ever won a game of Scrapple. Scrapple. <laughs> <laughs> Scrabble, not Scrapple. That's while he Scrapple Joe. And so he's playing Scrabble, well, which seems to be the right thing to do. Tony Bruno, I would, I, you know, you don't even really have to go in on Friday. I could do this for you because I, <laughs> having grown up on a farm in, for part of my life, or right next door to farm, not on a farm, but right next door, I w- helped out in castrating sheep. And it's pretty much the exact same procedure that they, that they do nowadays for getting rid of hemorrhoids. No, they don't. Yes, it is. They're it's... not cutting my uh, balls off. No, but... The, I the, had that the... happen when I got married, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, the process. <laughs> for those of you who really don't want to know, I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, is They put rubber bands... Around sheep testicles, and right. then the rubber bands slowly but surely cut, uh, cut off all the blood circulation. Why don't they just the, cut the balls off? Because that would actually be then more traumatic. Then the sheep traumatic. can transition <laughs> to a, a female sheep. It's more, tra- it's more traumatic and more bleeding. <laughs> if they do it gradually with a rubber band, the blood flow is constricted, and then the appendage mm-hmm. or balls <laughs> fall off by, on their own. And that is the exact same thing that they do to hemorrhoids nowadays. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Your proctology moment here on the uh, Tony Bruno Show, Bruno Nation Live. I, li- 
I am uh, a de facto what doctor. Up? Exactly. It's what up, White Claw Wednesday. Meanwhile, let's bring it back to the uh, task at hand, Robin. Yes. So as I mentioned, let me finish the uh, this, uh, hemorrhoid segment okay. of the program. Okay. And if you guys are going to be mean to me on the Twitch stream, I may shut this bitch down after two hours. I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. I could have mailed it in like a lot of soft people. A lot of people, oh, I have a headache today. I don't feel like doing the show. Ten minutes prior to the show, I almost said, Tony, I don't think you should do the show. You're in so And I said, pain. no, we're going we're gonna to tough it through here. Yeah. Again, I'm not, in, I'm, not, I'm not Bernie Sanders where I have heart issues and I have to be rushed to the hospital to have stents put in, and we hope he does well. You know, I mean, if my heart was going to blow up, it would have blown up years ago. Ah, yes. And we don't know what's going on inside there. And we hope Bernie Sanders is okay, but he's out there campaigning. He was in Las Vegas. He had some chest discomfort, and they put him in the hospital. Now he's going to be off the campaign trail for the foreseeable future. Tony, are you too? Do not piss Miss Robin off. She knows how to castrate. That's all right. (laughs) She can castrate me now or castrate me later. (laughs) I'm used to having my balls cut off. I I really, I kind of like them. I think I I will allow you to keep them for now. (laughs) I, I will be gracious. Hitman1798. Imagine being a new listener and coming into this conversation. <laughs> Here's the thing. Everybody goes. To, we deal with the real things. Yeah. We're not going to spend two or three hours talking about impeachment. We're talking about the things that people experience. We do not sugarcoat. Exactly. You want to talk about impeachment, there's plenty of places to do it. The most people out there, you know what they think impeachment is, Robin? They think it's an afternoon mulled drink. At a happy hour somewhere. That would be a great So you, name got, you got peach schnapps and mint in there. And so you get the mint and then you muddle it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the mint. You know how you have your mud, the mojitos Wait, I'm, I'm and all of those, uh, what are the other? Caparinas. You got to muddle the uh-huh, mint uh-huh, right uh-huh. in the bottom. Or basil. Whatever. Or basil. Whatever you want to muddle. Muddle that sucker in there. Slam that baby. Slam it. And then you put a little peach schnapps mm-hmm. with the mint and you have an im. Impeachment drink. I like it. Well, shouldn't I they like be serving it. that? See, mm. here's another great idea. They should serve that at every bar in Washington, D.C. <laughs> so that when all of these assholes who are wasting their time in Washington, pissing away our tax dollars and not getting any shit done, can go in there and have themselves an impeachment cocktail. Two for one, happy hour today at the local bars in our nation's capital, ladies and gentlemen. Brilliant, Tony. That's what I do, Robin. The model holler. But no, actually, so I gotta give uh, I gotta give John 1984 love for coming up with this song right now. Hey, hey, prepare yourself for the rubber band man, yo! <laughs> <laughs> love this song, Robin. While you're rocking out and playing, I'm gonna I'm gonna clean up the mess that the cat made. Oh, I love this song. No more Rick Astley today, no. one of those great songs you don't hear very often from the spinners spinner <laughs> love the spinners aren't they from philly You're damn right Am I being soft because I want to be sedated? No, I'm not going to play the Ramones now. Once I 
Oh, no, they're from, they're from Michigan. I got to get... Uh, now, it says the Spinners formed in Ferndale, Michigan in 1954. Bunch of hits, obviously, in the 60s and 70s. But they're also part of the uh, Philadelphia Soul Sound. The rubber band, man. Slap that thing on that baby. Tighten it up now. Now tighten it up on the organ. All right, enough of rubber band, man. My butt's starting to hurt again. <sighs> Spinner? I didn't even kiss her. All right, enough about that. Let's get down to the business now, now that everything's made sense. So I'm watching the baseball game last night. I had a lot of people. I got texts yesterday and emails. Why are you talking about baseball? Why are you, why are you talking about baseball, Tony? We got NBA. What NBA? The NBA we had yesterday was Shaq in a rap war with Damian Lillard. And teams are now having media days where no legitimate news is coming from those. In- They're nice little uh, photo ops. Players pose. Media people go there. Uh, you know, fawn all over the athletes, which is great. Uh, ben Simmons says, oh, this is the best first practice I've ever had. I think he said the same thing to uh, Kylie Jenner, I think, when he saw her. That was the birth. That was the best Kardashian chick in the family that I ever had, especially the first time. Then sooner or later, you get tired of that shit and you break up. Isn't that how it works, Robin, with celebrity love? Yes. So there's your NBA update. I have two updates. Mike Vick smoothie. Yes. What did he say? He sent a photograph. <laughs> he said, "Speaking of White Claw today," and he sent this. On my phone. It's a White Claw. What flavor is that now? He is at the beach well, drinking White Well, of course, it's 90 degrees. That's a smart move for him. Now, <clears throat> he, it is natural lime. Natural lime, yeah. as opposed to artificial lime. Remember, Bud Light Lime, when it first came out, which is one of the uh, first drinks that I eschewed, drinks that had fake stuff in it. Uh-huh. The original Bud Light Lime didn't have lime in it. Yeah, no, <clears throat> it was icky. It was fake-ass lime. Well, and it tasted really nice. Oh, I know. And then when I used to go to the Phillies games with my buddy... Brian Guntherman, New Jersey Nuke, and Harry Mays, uh-huh. he would buy us Bud Light Limes, and I, would have, to gracefully, uh, I would have to gracefully say, I'm sorry, well, I can't would drink, drink it. it. No, Harry would drink Harry it. Harry yeah. would drink it. Now, um, this is from Dean, <laughs> who is obviously in his car, and look at what his car is playing. What's it playing? I can't see. It is playing the Tony Bruno show on Oh, Twitch. beautiful. That's a smart man right there. That is in his car. So just Remember so I say don't drink and drive, don't text and drive. You can twitch and drive as yeah. long as you're listening and not watching. You can watch the video, but if you're driving, it's just like having the radio on, except no commercial breaks every five minutes with ten minutes of commercials and five minutes of content. Not on this show, baby. You're getting... Raw, real, unedited, unexpurgated, good shit. That's what I'm talking about. Unlike our poor cats, that's bad shit. Well, I got bad shit too, but that's another story, Robin. Can we get off the topic now? No, I'm just feeling bad for our cats. I don't know. You what's don't feel going bad on. for me? The cats aren't in pain. They just lay around all day. Well, do they have to prepare for shows? Do the cats have anything to do other than 
eat, piss, shit, and lay around all day? Tony. If I could do that, I'd be really, really happy, Robin. I do feel bad for you. <laughs> I feel bad for me, too, because of you. Doug McGregor, I do the same thing in my car, thanks to Bluetooth, yes. Exactly. That's why there's no reason for anybody in America today, any man, woman, or child, not to have this show on between the hours of 1 and 4. Yes. And if you're in the car, do not watch the video portion of it. Just stream it straight through your, uh, your Bluetooth on your car and just listen to the audio only. Voila! Problem solved. And again, the next time I will be breaking down the NBA will be when the NBA season starts. And you know when that is, Robin. Christmas Day. So if you're looking for NBA updates between now and Christmas Day, you've come to the wrong show. Of course, unless there's a major development. Unless Damian Lillard, you know, drops another rap diss song or Shaq acts up a little bit or any of those other things. But in the meantime, hockey actually begins on Friday. So when a real season starts... We'll talk about the real sports that are playing right now. The NBA hasn't even started camp yet. They haven't even started preseason stuff yet. What's there to talk about unless somebody gets hurt? It's the same with any other sport. It's the same with football. When they start training camp, everybody gets excited, and then they go out there and watch guys stretch. That's not news. The only news from training camps is guys getting hurt, unfortunately. Not, not beat writers sitting around saying, wow. Wow, Carson Wentz just threw an uncontested pass to Deshaun Jackson for a touchdown. No, it isn't a touchdown. It's a practice throw. Nobody's covering him. Nobody's keeping score. It's not a touchdown. He threw a pass in practice. That's what it is. I don't understand what's happened to the, rep- the reportage that's supposed to happen in America today, Robin. Look at you <laughs> and your big words. Hey, I'm learned like that. Not Michael Learned, of course. Do you remember the actor Michael Learned? I do. Who was a woman, by the way. Yes. Which show was she in, Robin? Michael Learned. It was a soap opera, right? No, it was not. Well, Get was... out! Get out! No, not that. Don't forget, we got uh, Harry and uh, Aton coming up in a couple of minutes. And we're going to take some calls today. And the World Fistball League begins on Saturday. I have my official uniform, which I have yet to wear, and i got to well, put it on. And I'm going to make more of those. I promise you. There's, there's three T-shirts that the fabulous AJ in San Antonio has mocked up for us, and we're just looking for a location that's going to give a better deal so that the prices aren't so high for the fans out there. Exactly. Now, we're on one to four most days, except on Mondays and Thursdays because we have to get out of here and then drive far away right. to go do a pregame show. <clears throat> You know, we, just don't, we don't transport ourselves. This isn't Star Trek, Here's where the, we go into a transporter and get sent Im- immediately 30 insider, miles away. A little yes. insider information. <laughs> Originally, we had agreed upon only doing two hours a day. But we wanted to out give you, out of the kindness of our hearts, we're like, you know what? We want to give the people three hours a day Yes. Uh, because there's like nothing out there to listen to. They need, they need. It's a Tony. public service. We are public servants here. So normally we give you three hours a day uh, unless something comes up like in this particular case where we do the other shows where we're giving you an extra hour already. Ex- like Luigi last night did Funk and Fantasy in here. He did an extra. He did almost three hours yeah, last night. I know. Because my boy Alfie from Abington was in the house, in the wine cellar, 
Joe Quills was in here. I'm so excited because he gave us great news. The Alfie from Albington has been trying. Abington, Ab- Robin. I said, I know. Albington, I was, you said. I did. Isn't that in England somewhere? Some I, crappy little I don't know, town in England? But I was, I, all my words were kind of coming into one. But Alfie from Abington. Correct. Um, he finally got the job that he wants. Congratulations to him. Uh, he works for Pico now. He's been waiting for eight years to get this position, and he's so excited. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Ah, uh, he's right here, and he's helping you. <laughs> I'm your daddy. I'm Thank you. your father. So, but um, you, I'm your father. We have been somewhat limited in doing any additional electrical stuff in the house because we. I have only a, have a hundred watt panel there. Right. A hundred amp, I should and say, not a hundred watt. A hundred amp, amp panel. panel. And you thought that we had to get a new. Um, from the city cable that would allow us to get a 200 No, we need a 200 amp line running into the house. But we actually do. We have and, breaking news on the amperage line. Abby, who works for Pico, who you actually. Know who? Albie. Alfie. Alfie. What Robin, did I say? Jesus. God, my, my, my pill hasn't. Are you on drugs or something? No. Actually, I'm not. I think I forgot to take. Jesus. to take it. Anyway, Alfie. From Abington. I wish my word, my lips would move in the order that they are supposed to. Alfie um, said, no, the, it is the proper cabling. Uh, it is up to date, up to code for 200. Because I'm a, I'm, a li- I'm a non-licensed electrician. So we can change the panel. I'm very excited. I ain't changing no panels right now. No. I ain't changing nothing. Do it right this second, Tony Bruno. Oh, if I can change my underwear, I'm happy for the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? S Falcon 39. Robin, are you okay? No, apparently I'm not okay. I don't know what's going on. My words are not coming out of my mouth the way my brain is thinking. Understand. Jesus. Anyway, so let's get back to let's get let's get let's get back to the business now, okay? So I mentioned baseball last night. I'm watching the game. And it's three to one, and it's boring. And all of a sudden, you know, Max Scherzer goes out there, two batters in, he's down two nothing. It's three to one. The fans down in Washington are really, really, really quiet, and justifiably so. I mean, they had an unbelievable season, rally from behind. And what happens? What happens, ladies and gentlemen? Down three one, bottom of the eighth. Brewers can taste the NLDS going to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers. Closer, Josh Hader was on the mound. Lights out for the Brewers all year long. Loads the bases, couple of really good at-bats, and then 20-year-old Juan Soto. SPN and the singles to right field, and poor Trent Grisham, the rookie, misplays it. Sorry, Tony. They're actually coming. They were coming in now. I know, and, I, and then you know what happened. The Nationals win four to three. We're about to cross over now. Zach K and EHT. Just wanted to text and let you guys know I have fully dedicated my 12 to 2 time slot to Maze and Aton. The show is great. Miss you guys on the old station. Also downloaded the 97.3 app. That's 973ESPN.com slash app. Thank you, Zach K. Good work out of Zach. We appreciate you, brother. Hi. We cross the streams each and every Wednesday. With Tony Bruno, I've told you I've been watching. Now, on mute, of course, but I've been watching it up with everything going on with Tony and Miss Robin today. And it seems like it's been bedlam. I'm, I'm trying to keep up, Tony, watching the chat. And I know 
unlike Twitter being a barometer for society, oh, yes. the chat is a true barometer yes. for the Tony Bruno experience, the Tony Bruno Bruno Nation Live Twitch channel. It's exa- You're exactly right, Aton, because people are reacting in real time. It's not like somebody tweeted something six hours ago, and then there's a thread, and then there's ratio, and then the one person rips the other person, and then the other person comes in and rips the other person. Here, the constant ripping goes on. Whether they're ripping me or Robin or you guys or Harry, which is really uncalled for. But I gave out Absolutely. yesterday, by the way. I gave out. You know, I don't normally make baseball selections, boys. People ask me at the end of the show. I said Nationals, money line, obviously, uh, minus 180, and under the seven and a half runs. And how about that combo wow. last night, huh? How about that? Well, that makes up for Monday, right? Well, Monday I was one and one. I said the under, and I took the Steelers and the under, so I was one and one on Monday. I had everybody yelling at me, everybody yelling at me in New Jersey about, oh, the under is going to go over 44. It went under, luckily, because the the Cincinnati Bengals, fellas, can we agree? They absolutely. And now now they got John Ross is going to be out for a couple of weeks. If their offense wasn't bad enough already without A.J. Green, now they don't have John Ross. How is this team going to win? They don't have an offensive line either. Yeah, other than that, they got Andy Dalton, though. At least he got Rick Roll the other night. We did play a little bit of Rick Astley yesterday, yes. Well, and they have a coach that spent some time rubbing elbows with uh, Sean McVay. So they got that going for him. Exactly right. But meanwhile, guys, we are all, all of our eyes are on uh, Citizens Bank Park. And as you know, I'm not far away from here waiting for the white smoke or the red smoke or whatever smoke or the uh, Aton smoking outside of Citizens Bank Park and putting up a puff puff cloud to find out. And now you see Jim Salisbury's reporting that the Phillies really don't, doesn't seem like they have it. And his best point that he made today in his column on NBC Sports Philly is, you know, the Phillies probably figure, why do we need to make an announcement? Gabe Kapler's under contract. His deal's not up. Everybody's waiting for them to come out and, and make the signal that, that, that Gabe's going to be fired or Klentak's going to be fired. John Middleton's probably on a golf course today. It's nice and hot and humid. It's sticky. You think he's sitting around waiting to tell the media what he's going to do with this organization? No, not no. Gabe Kapler. He's enjoying the final day of sun somewhere on a beach with coconut. The last day of the nineties, Tony, until probably next June. Exactly. He's partying like it's ninety-two degrees out. <laughs> Harry's probably no, jonesing to get out to the track. Middleton has a plan. His plan is to get out and play some golf before it gets cold out there. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> All right. Did you see this, Tony? I just saw this on Branded Sports. Yes, the PPA story. Your agenda. Oh, What's this that? is the greatest Philadelphia Parking Authority. Yeah, Brandon yes. Sports, those guys sent it to me today. And this is manna from heaven, Harry and Aton. The I'll Philadelphia Parking Authority is now, it already has been, the most maligned, corrupt organization. They had their own series on TV showing what, in, mm-hmm. what, what nincompoops they are. They did the ultimate. Should we do that story right now? Because I think this is a big deal. Yeah, I think you should do I, it right now. I have, Tony, here's the thing. Treat me like a member of the audience who just stepped into this segment because I have absolutely zero idea what you guys are talking about. Oh, man, this is oh, awesome. This, this, is, this could be the biggest – forget impeachment. This is bigger than anything. Forget about, you know, the, the country democracy dying and all this other stuff and, and global warming and climate change wiping us all off the face of the earth. The Philadelphia Parking Authority. So a woman gets a parking ticket. 
Follow along mm-hmm. now. So a woman gets a parking yeah. ticket, which happens pretty much every 10 seconds in the city. So then she, she appeals to the parking authority, asks them some questions about, you know, how she fights the ticket. And so they got, she, she got the normal response, except it wasn't a normal response. The Philadelphia Parking Authority sent this woman a link to Pornhub, and it was gay male-on-male sex is what she got. Dude. She got a porn clip with two dudes doing it. Like wow. they, like they were on the dis- metaphor for her getting, uh, you know, her situation? Her getting screwed? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're going to send, why would you send two dudes to a chick who got screwed? Wouldn't you send, like, well, because, a... Well, because, well, because the phrase is, you know, you got bleeped in the, in the rear. Right? <laughs> I mean, cleaning it up. It's like, it's like, those, it's like those Santander commercials. Exactly. <laughs> you see those, you know... No, which one? Like when you're getting the shaft from your bank or you're getting yeah. the runaround. Yeah. You got fleeced, and they're wearing a fleece. Right, right. Hey, guys, I actually, I, I have I, I have the um, screenshot <laughs> up on the screen right now, if anybody's watching on Twitch, from the woman who sent the text to the PPA. And it shows that, you know, she says, records indicate, blah, 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 issue, blah, blah, blah. And then... Um, They wanted the $26. The link from the PPA and then her reply that says, thank you, but I will not be clicking on that Pornhub link. Hope that's okay. (laughs) Unbelievable. The PPA. They can't get anything right. The PPA throws gay porn at a woman who wants to know about her parking ticket on 926.19 for over-the-limit violations, and you have a current outstanding balance of $26. Hey, Relax. How about some uh, gay porn here? Here's a link to Pornhub. Hey, is is parking a, a an urban dictionary term that references something in gay porn? We we should know that, right? Well, I know it's a pain in the ass here in South Philly. I mean, I live here. You guys have been here. There's no bigger pain in the ass. But I, I no, like the par- here's the part that I like. So after she writes back to them, thank you, but I will not be clicking on that Pornhub link. Hope that's okay. Then they send a. We apologize for the error. Yes. Please reach out anytime. Well, here, this is the exact verbiage that was sent to... Earlier today, you received an inappropriate message that was sent by a contracted vendor of the PPA. So they're trying to shift the blame onto somebody else. Right, of course. Here, we, oh, we, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. sincerely apologize for the inappropriate message. We have been assured by our vendor, vendor that steps have been taken to prevent it from ever happening again. So the point is, <laughs> wow. even the parking authority... Has to has to has to send out their ticket manipulation garbage to outside vendors. It's like that guy in Miami selling two beers to a dude at the Dolphin game. And I, then I have that story in front of me. Fifty now, bucks. Now, can yeah. you imagine? Like, can, here you are. Okay, you're one of what eight hundred people in that stadium. Exactly. You, you, yeah. you talk about getting bleeped in the rear. You're already paying money to go see that product, and then you get charged. Seven hundred and twenty-four dollars for two beers. Two beers at a Dolphins game. I know. What, what did he do? He took the he took the credit card, right, and he just put in it. He put in the wrong. He put in a no. No, he had his own. He had his own square. He had his had own little. Oh, he had a skimmer. Yeah, he skimmed it. Oh, you know okay. how they sell yeah, these little square things? Yeah, you know how people now they That's sell right. square, and you can put this thing in your own phone. And if you have a home business and you're selling T-shirts at home, at, at right, you know, right, you right, just right, you swipe right. the credit card. So this guy had his own little Square account 
the vendor. And, of course, the Dolphins are blaming it on the vendor and the guy who worked for the vendor, the Miami Dolphins, who employ the vendor and the guy who's scamming $700 for two beers from customers who are suffering enough and paying real money to watch the Dolphins lose every week. You know, that, that's okay. It's everybody passes that the buck. That serves him right, though. Like, never go to another Dolphins game again because you never know what could happen. You, you know, next thing you know, you probably get shanked just for ordering popcorn. Harry and I, when we go to Phillies games and had to drink Bud Light Lime, I wouldn't pay $7 for one of those. Oh, I see. A lime arena? That's why we pay cash, Tony. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nobody's skimming nothing off of me, homeboy. You know, I, I broke up with somebody way back because I thought that uh, that this woman jacked into my credit card, but meanwhile, it got skimmed. She probably did. At a, no, it got skimmed at a gas station. Oh, really? Yeah, because multiple people, well, I went back and, and used it again, it got skimmed again, and multiple people were saying that, but... You know, you hang around shady people, and you automatically assume that somebody's hacking into your thing. That's one thing. You've gotten rid of all those shady people. I've cut them all out of my life, man. Well, Chip Kelly got rid of shady. Chip got rid of shady a few years ago, and look what happened to the Eagles, unfortunately. But by the way, here's the the capper. Here's the capper to this woman who sent the tweet, and then she posted it. No, not not the Gabe Kapler. No, he's still actually, at this hour, Gabe Kapler is still the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. And remember, the Phillies do not have to actually make an announcement because he's under contract. But you know, as I said earlier today, you know, what, you, know what the, you know what the Phillies need to do today? You know what we're all saying okay. as we wait with bated breath? Well, we're waiting. We're waiting. Judge Smales is waiting. He wants to know. That was in the that was in the Crossing Broad article. Yeah, oh, it was? Picture of Judge Smale. Oh, yeah, I had the clip. I mean, that's the first thing you think Isn't of, right? That? Well, right. well we're waiting. <laughs> by, by the way, to cap off the woman with the PPA who gets the gay porn, she then writes back to them after they say, we apologize for the error. She says, S-H-I, oh, pardon, bleep, I'm so sorry to whoever I got in trouble. Why would you apologize to a place that's yeah, trying to, that's, that you asked what, what the ticket's all about? They send you gay porn, and then you're apologizing for posting this, exposing, literally exposing the PPA as some Banana Republic third world garbage hole that's run by the city and state of Pennsylvania. And they, they collect the money for the city, these people. And they're sending out gay you porn. They're sending out gay porn to people. What what yeah. You go from the banana republic to a banana hammock. I would have suspected it's gay after it. Porn in general would have been a violation, right? <laughs> like, 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 is the fact that it's gay porn that make it worse? I don't know, man. I, I mean, know. Jesus. I have no idea. FYI, uh, parking is in the Urban Dictionary. It is? Yes. Oh, it is? Yes, it is. And it, it, it refers I... to getting it on in a car. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. All right. No, with, with no specific gender is listed in that term, correct? No, it is it not. Is, it is open. Yes. Okay. Like a genderless bathroom that is open all. Exactly. Oh, boy. All right. All right. We're going to continue this conversation on Twitch. Yeah, the radio portion is, is about over. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Top golfer gets three-year suspension for flipping off all that in Korea. Good for him. Fans need to be flipped off more. I agree. Tony, Miss Robin are going to hang out with us. We're going to hang out with them. And we'll be back to wrap things up on 97.3 ESPN.
but hang with us on Twitch, Mays and Ace on it, of course, Bruno Nation Live. Listen to Mays and Aton anywhere. Will you stay close? Can you focus on something for we'll start today's show? Download the 97.3 ESPN mobile app now. 97.3 ESPN.com slash app. All right, boys. How, they, how that happens, they, they, but that they, is just too funny. The PPA, I, I got to thank Branded Sports, though. They, they brought that to my attention a little earlier this morning. That is great stuff. Anything that we can do to further expose the PPA as an absolutely, absolutely. ridiculous joke of an organization. And then you got the Philly mayor. You know, he passes the buck. Well, we don't run the PPA. Then how come every time I get mm-hmm. a ticket, I have to write a check to the city of Philadelphia? Is the city right. of Philadelphia a private third-party vendor? Who's cashing those checks? I want to know, Harry. I want to know, Aton. Technically, that vendor would have been a fourth party because the PPA already is a third-party vendor. Exactly. Listen, they're the most efficient uh, organization in the city. They, they actually do their jobs. They do their jobs too well. While the other parts of the mm-hmm. local government doesn't do their jobs at all, they are over-officious jerks, as a football coach once yelled at an official. You remember that clip? Who was that? that? You over-officious. Was that, uh, I'm trying to think now, that's on one of those NFL film clips. You over-officious jerks. Well, that could be every coach right now because every time there's a penalty flag thrown on every play in these games, it's an outrage. By the way, uh, Harry. Tony, is that Jerry Glanville yelling that? Tony, I counted an average of 15 flags accepted in each of the games. It's, an, it's, it's unwatchable, Harry. It was bad it enough really that is. that Monday night game was unwatchable to begin with. But then with mm-hmm. the flags, it's just hard to watch, man. Just really hard to watch. Eleven, you got to sprinkle a lot of bets on these bags. There's going to be eleven backup quarterbacks in Week Five. Exactly. I right. have the over officious jerk update. Was it Jerry Glanville? No, or was it, it was uh, Marv Levy? It was Marv Levy. Marv Levy, your Whoa. Buffalo Bill coach. One of his personal favorite coaching tantrums of all time. Do we have it? Um, let's see. Do I? It actually? should be available. Let's Marv see. Levy going crazy is like the guy who still like is like the perfect stereotype of of the case of ageism, right? Like yes. the person who's there in, in the office who still can't figure out the computer or still can't figure out, you know, everybody else has. And he's just like, God damn it! He's slamming his hand down on the table. <laughs> I love Marv Levy. When he used to sing Go Bill. Remember he used to sing the Go Bill song after they won? They won games. He would sing the, 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 the Bill's fight song. And I used to have him on my yeah, ESPN from, from show. Like the when 19, I, early 60s. Exactly. Yeah. When I was I on was ESPN. Love him. Do we have the tape, Robin? We have it. We, I think we, she's finding it right now. We have it. You oh, oh, man. I think we it's a Marv Levy. Isn't, isn't Marv Levy, wasn't he a Rhodes Scholar? I think so. He's, he's, he's a, a great really guy. Smart dude. He really is a smart dude. Yeah. Meanwhile, do so we have the tape, Rob? Um, By the way, speaking sure. of Jewish guys, Aton is Rosh Hashanah over? Yes. Uh, I don't know. It's two <laughs> days. It's Monday and Tuesday. Wait a minute. You yeah, told me you were I, Jew the other night, and you were telling me how to say Rosh Hashanah properly, and now you don't know if it's over or not? He's a convenient well, Jew. Now, listen, listen. I, I, I'll give you this. This is the perfect microcosm for my Judaism here. I can read Hebrew, or I used to be able to read it, but I couldn't tell you what the hell I'm reading. Oh, my Jesus. God. All right? Uh, listen, How can I, Harry I Mays know more about Jews than Eitan Shander? I think so. I, this is 
not a Dr. Joel Osteen situation here where I'm claiming to be somebody that I'm not. I'm not going out there as a rabbi. I, you know, I, I, I don't have... Your name is Aton. Well, That's like Israeli. Hebrew it's for Israeli. Ethan or right. whatever. Exactly right, because I'm first gen on my dad's side. My dad is more assimilated than me, all right? You should have had to like, go to the Mossad for two years. No, this is, this, he, they all fought and they all served in the Army. They got out of there, so I didn't. They probably knew better. My dad, who do you think introduced me to bacon? My Israeli-born father, all right? <laughs> By the way, so yeah, I want to know, that's the only reason that the Phillies haven't made a decision is because of Rosh Hashanah. No 30 seconds. We right. think it's because today is the last real day of sun. They're going to fire him tomorrow when it's rainy out. What happens Not if they like never rainy. make a decision? And then we have to wait for ESPN to run a decision show again on Gabe Kapler. Hosted by Buster Olney. Exactly. Now you see this on the uh, on the Twitch on your Twitch. Coming back I'm next. watching Bruno Nation live. Coming back. Let's get this back to the Eagles, boys. Let's get it back to the Eagles. Yeah, we're back to 97.3 ESPN. I'll say I'll see you tomorrow night, Harry. Up there at Screwballs, baby. Free Mays and Aton Shander. Screwballs tomorrow night. Harry Mays. Tony Bruno back together again as we get together, press the flesh. Yes, Harry yes. has been not drinking I for know. the last two shows on Thursday night, which I believe is a new world record. Harry Mays, the last two Thursday nights when we go live up there for Thursday night football countdown to kickoff up in King of Prussia on Thursdays from 6 to 8. Harry, not one cocktail at all, not even a beer. Remember the first time we were there, we were doing the yeah. vodka crans? Then he went back, then he went to uh, my new go-to beer when I drink it now. Yes, you do. You would love the uh, Corona... Premier. And you Premier's. know, I didn't even realize Corona Premier is a light beer. There is a Corona Light, but Corona Premier just sounds better. But it's actually light beer. It has fewer carbs and less calories in Corona Premier. So there's your Corona Premier update. And it is October, so we'll see you tomorrow night. Always great prizes, always good people hanging out, good pizza with Aliege, whatever you need up there, we'll be there for you tomorrow night. Come on by. So I've been trying to find that particular audio clip, and I have not been able to find it. But here is uh, one of the people that, that was writing about that particular you over-officious jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's, on a, it's on all these it's, NFL film clips when they show coaches on the sideline. This is a little article about... Uh, Terzian's career. Uh, what's his uh, first name? I want the soundbite, Robin. I don't I want. Know, a, I, know. I don't want a co- article no, on no, it. No, no, this is a very. But but Mark Levy was wearing a microphone on the sideline after admitting in a pregame that he went to the college with Terzian. He is later seen screaming one of the most memorable quotes captured by the NFL film's microphones, which this person says he cannot find online without being doctored up by the uploader. But the full quote is, "Hey, Armin. Hey." You over-officious jerk. Yes, it's on. I've seen it a million times yeah. on that. It's, it's when you ever see, when you hear, keep matriculating the ball down the field, boys. And that was Hank Schramm saying that when he was the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. So they have this video with all of these coaches yelling from the sideline. You know, Vince Lombardi saying, uh, we got to get a seal here and then a seal there. So there's all these great coaching quotes. And Marv Levy, by the way, God bless him, 94 years young, Robin. 94 years old. Wow, he's still Marv around, Levy. Huh? Yes, he is. Great guy. I got, I got a chance to work with him at ESPN for a few years. One of the most down-to-earth, nice, 
human beings you will ever meet. And it's just a shame that he didn't get to win a Super Bowl up there. I mean, that first Super Bowl, if the kick goes through, you know, he's got himself a Super Bowl championship. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He went to Harvard, believe it or not, Robin. Harvard. That's some smart-ass shit right there. You know what I'm saying? There's no doubt. Marv Levy, the greatest coach in Buffalo Bills history. Is there any doubt about that? Now, there, is a, there are books about Marv Levy, but we'll find the video. I'll get it. Well, it's hard for me to find it without being able to listen to it while I'm on the show, and I can't really 1969 do that, so. to 1997, Marv Levy. It's old school, man. That's when coaches were coaches. Men were men. And men did not get homecoming queen uh, awards at Tennessee schools. Did you see that video last night, Robin? Mm -mm. So, you know, we live in a world now where no one knows what their gender is anymore. Right. No one knows where they are. So I saw this picture last night in Tennessee somewhere. Not the University of Tennessee. They got their own problems. But I think it was a high school. Although the person that they picked as the homecoming person or whatever they Uh called him looked like a grown-ass man. And they had him out there with the How crown on. How can that on. even be possible? I don't know, Robin. I, I don't have all the details on the story. But I saw the picture, and I posted it last night. you got to find it. It's a Tennessee school having a guy who's obviously a man. Again, he can, call, he can identify himself however he wants in this crazy world we live in. But uh, meanwhile, the bottom line is, this is what we've come to? We can't even have homecoming queens anymore? Again, you can identify yourself however you want. Ridiculous, man. You know, speaking of memories, um, you actually, there, there was a very beautiful post by Charlie Manuel. Yes, I saw this. I was actually the first person to respond to this, remarkably. Because Charlie Manuel, of course, Philly's hitting coach, former manager, packed up his stuff, too. They didn't fire him. Although Charlie said goodbye. Yeah. He said goodbye, and he was in New Jersey this morning, and he took a picture, and then he said goodbye. And I, I, I broke down. I broke down and, and was sobbing uncontrollably. So Then I put some hemorrhoid cream on, and then I felt a little bit better. But this is the tweet. I want to put this up there. I don't have my screen. My it computer's is, not up here today. It right? is up right now. And I, this is, why is this one closed where I can't see? Oh, because I probably didn't get to it with all the other things. Okay, no, I'm not, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just wondering because <laughs> I can't see it. And then you're going to say, well, look at the screen, and okay. I can't look at the screen. Just just log on and then open OBS, and then it should should pop right up there. But um, So this is from Charlie Manuel. Can you read it? Because it's a beautiful picture. It is. It's Charlie. Standing in front of his red truck. I'm assuming that's his truck. Yes. Well, um, read the the tweet. Out on the street. And here is what he tweeted. He said, goodbye breakfast at Mercer Cafe. I wish that I could stay, but now it's fall. We're not playing ball, and I must be on my way. Goodbye courtyard at Navy Yard, Philadelphia. Goodbye big red truck. Thanks for the ride at Winterford, New Jersey. My best to you all. Love, Chuck. Charlie. Now, he said Chuck there. I know. It is what it is. What it is, what it is. Aww. I love how he thanked. And then he, there's a photograph of yes, him standing, I'm standing from, in front of his red truck from Winter right. Ford, which they allowed him to drive during the season when they brought him back as the hitting coach. And then he thanked the courtyard and Marriott inside the Philadelphia uh-huh. Navy Yard. 
And you know he did it. And he in made the, it in a poem. Yeah, well, it's it's Good Night Moon. It's the same. Good Night Moon, Robin. It's that same cadence of Good Night. Yes, Moon. Yes, no, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then you were the very first one that replied to him, and uh, you replied saying, "You're making me cry, Charlie." I know. And he did. I mean, I, that, when I read that, tell me that's not the sweetest thing you've ever seen, Robin. It is. It is very sweet. And you put in a gif of. Um, uh, what's his face from somebody? ER. And I don't know who that guy is. It's the actor from ER. But the guy looks like me a little bit. It though. does a little bit, and and uh, <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably <laughs> in the shower. Because some, you know, if you look at me when I was still had the dark beard, yeah, you people say that that a lot of people have sent me that gift, claiming that it looks like me in a shower crying from a from an angle. What is the What is the actor's name? I uh, don't even know. I had no, no idea who that was. I didn't know what show it was from. He's from ER. He was also one of the uh, the, the. I never watched ER, Robin. I Hardy, never. I he never was one of the Hardy Boys. He was. Yeah. Somebody tell us, because I don't know. That's not Moby, is it? No, no. it's not Moby. <laughs> Moby's got a bald head. This guy has a little. No, he has a bald head, shaved head. He's got a goatee, and he's in a shower, and he's sobbing incontrollably. And uh, it's not Larry David. Anthony Edwards. Is that Anthony Edwards? Yes, that's Anthony Edwards. That's, I think that is actually a scene from ER, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. I sure. The only episode of ER I ever saw was the one that they did live during the baseball playoffs. Remember when Clooney was watching the Yankees game? Mm. That was like the first ever let's do ER live, not taped. And it was a disaster. It wasn't a disaster, but you could tell how, how he, much editing and post-production does to a live television show. He was part of Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, uh, I know who he is. I didn't know that was him is what yeah, I'm saying. That is you know him. what I'm saying? Lily, stop chewing. Now I got some clown on Pulp the Hammer. Pulp the Hammer now coming at me on Twitter. A guy who's obviously a troubled, deranged human being who still follows me for some reason. You need to ignore these people, Tony Bruno. I should block the guy. I just want to have him stay up there so that he can continue to look like the schmuck, the slap dick piece of human excrement that he really is. So go shine your trophy. Go pop some other cracks, sucker. Get out of my face, bitch. Go suck some NBA cock, bitch. Hey. Get out of my face. Tony. Bitch. Can I? I'm just going to just block. There's a thing called block for a reason. I know. I could say, hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Can you take this guy off Twitter? He's saying mean things to me. Take him off, okay? Because that's how I deal with people who say things I don't agree with. That's the world we live in, Robin. Nobody knows who's a man or who's a woman, and nobody knows when somebody says something that they don't even, they can't, they don't even have the basic reading comprehension skills to understand what people are writing. The, the derangement of people who take any tweet and then turn it into something that it's not is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my 66 years on God's green earth. Have you ever seen people more triggered, more delusional, more ridiculously stupid? Speaking we're, of triggered. We're, we're Twitter, a vast wasteland of garbage, stupidity, incompetence. And I'm just talking about the blue check marks on there. I'm not even talking about the dipshits who can start 15 Twitter accounts and hide in anonymity. Sons of bitches. <laughs> I think that is one of Kevin Durant's burner's account, burner accounts. The guy's an NBA honk. 
He's out there uh, slurping Mike Scott in parking lots. Son of a bitch. All right. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Okay, I'm I just take, wanted to get that out of my head. I'm going to take the rant screen off because it was appropriate. <laughs> <sighs> Tony, 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 Tony. You know, if you wouldn't, so this is your problem. Your butt hurts. So you're am I fo- am I ornery a little bit today? Yeah, you're focusing all your pain outwards. Yeah. And down. You're you're. This is not good. <laughs> you need to you need to listen to some chill. You should take a nice hot soak in a bathtub. I did. Oh, I no. had to took a hot shower today. I don't have a bathtub. I know. We need one. Um, <laughs> updates. Tony, did we have yeah. any more? Well, we got a, a lot of great stories. We did that yes. one. I like this one, though. We did the PPA thing, which is my favorite story of the day. Can you imagine that? How's, how, this woman should sue. This woman was so nice that they sent her porn. Okay. You know what? No. I yes. don't think so. Well, I think the PPA see, the should be sued into oblivion. Well, if I'm this woman. Now, this is a woman, and she sent gay porn with... Porn with two men's do, two men doing each other. Now, if people want to watch that, they can go watch it. If you get that unsolicited, shouldn't you sue those sons of bitches into oblivion? Shouldn't you go to City Hall and march on Jim Kenny and our corrupt DA Larry Krapner? I have two different thoughts on this. Go ahead. One people is, sue for any little bullshit well, reason yeah. in this country, and Robin. That, so that's and I my hate first... frivolous ball. I hate. I hate frivolous lawsuits. That's my my first thing is that, like, can we just stop suing over everything? I'm like, are you really that uh, traumatized because you got this video sent to you? No, that's no. that's that's a that's a yes. that's a public office. Yes, I know. I know that they represent so, the actual city of Philadelphia and the state of Pennsylvania. Robin. I get that. And guess what? That's my people second get point. sued by, by the government sues you when you don't pay your taxes. They put you in jail. They they boot your car. The Philadelphia Parking Authority booted my car for three stinking tickets. That's Nazism. The Philadelphia Parking Authority is Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, and and Ho Chi Minh all, all wrapped up into one. <laughs> Sons of Ta- bitches. Tony, take a breath for a second. Let me finish. So that was my first. My like people are just way too <laughs> sue happy. Was my first point, and it would be nice if people didn't just sue all the time. My second point would be, well, it's the PPA. Anything that it would take to take them down would be a good for all. This should kind be of thing. the this should be the final straw that takes them down. There's no reason that I would never accept that apology. You know why? They never accept my pointing out that my tickets were illegally given to me. Yes. There's no recourse. So I have no recourse. Anybody that gets a ticket so in this neither, city has no recourse. They. And they should not get the benefit of the doubt. Somebody who works for them. Who is, by the way, if you're a vendor for somebody and you do something as, as the representative of the vendor, uh-huh. they can't pass it on to the vendor as their fault. The vendor represents them. Therefore, they are complicit. The Philadelphia Parking Authority should be hit with a lawsuit sending unsolicited homosexual porn. And again, I love gay porn. <laughs> If it's two chicks, you know, a little group scene. But if I don't want to see two guys doing it, and you send that to me accidentally, 
It ain't an accident. You're the government, Tony, you sons of bitches. If I may you are the out. government, and you must go down hard. Shut down the PPA. If I may point out, though, just because somebody sends you it does not mean you have to watch it. She didn't. She said, I'm not going to click on the so link. There you go. But the point is, somebody sends you something unsolicited, Robin. They're responsible for it. This is a government agency. You understand that, Robin? How many people get sued by the government all the time? Oh, I'm with you on this how, one. How many, government, how many things does the government ignore? How many crimes committed by people in Washington get pushed aside? The government must be held accountable. The Philadelphia Parking Authority must be held accountable for their actions. You can't just slough this off. Am I wrong here? And I'm not an over-litigious <laughs> jerk. Hitman1796 <laughs> says, most people who rant, their face goes red. Got to give credit where credit is due. Tony's still like as white as ever. Gangsta. I got a little color. Gangsta. I'm going gangsta today. Chill. Tell Chill. me right now. I'm, I'm, being, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of all the people who don't have a voice. Okay. You know, just like Colin Kaepernick speaks for all the people who don't have a voice as he's making millions of dollars not playing in the NFL. Congrats, bro. Here's the bottom line. The government should not trample on the rights of people. Government agencies who are corrupt to begin with, which the Philadelphia Parking Authority is absolutely corrupt. The most corrupt next to Philadelphia, the mayor's office and the district attorney's office in the city. The PPA is a national embarrassment to the city. Oh, yeah. Is no, it not? No doubt. Is it not a national embarrassment? Here, here's how shameless the city is. They're so shameless, they allowed television cameras to follow around PPA people year after year after year and show the world just what a banana republic Philadelphia is. Now, listen, there are a lot of people who are guilty. There are people who get tickets and don't give a shit and they park their cars in front of fire hydrants and then they cop an attitude. I'm not saying everybody who gets a ticket is innocent. I'm saying that the Philadelphia Parking Authority is over litigious, and it starts at the top. It's not the poor people who walk around just trying Reaction to do their real, jobs. litigious is a great word. Thank you. Not over-officious jerk. That's what they say in the NFL when an official throws a flag on every play yes. and the game becomes unwatchable. But when you have people who enforce laws and then go above and beyond and punish innocent people who have no recourse to fight for their right, to party. Well, that too. But you always fight for your right to party. That's, that's a given. But how is the Philadelphia... I, I want to call that woman. I'm going to find that woman, and I'm going to get lawyers, and I want her to sue the parking authority. I believe we finally have the smoking gun. You know how on politics... I, oh, this is it. This is the smoking gun. <sighs> well, we should be able this to find is, her because her Twitter handle's out there. I think she's letting them off easy. Just like the two guys in the video, apparently. And we're back to normal. <laughs> Speaking of back to normal, yeah. I have I'm sweating to, now, Robin. I Can you to, crack the air up a little bit? It's hot in here. No, it will. If you would calm the frick down, maybe you would not be so I'm hot. In here to, I'm in here to give opinions. I'm not in here to say, hey, how about that baseball game last night, man? Well, yeah. Tony, yeah. yeah. How about my a, fantasy team? There is a third-party <laughs> entity that I actually want to give a shout-out to and thank 
we had this weird pixelation and sound droppage um, in our upstairs bedroom. Droppage? Yeah, droppage. That's just the cats, on, unfortunately, on, yes. <laughs> and that was me when TV. I tried to do something the other day. Upstairs TV, um, it was very weird. Yeah, whenever like we would try to watch something anything. on demand or anything that was recorded, actually, not even live was, stuff. I think it was live TV, too. And the picture time. would be not scrambled like prison back in the day when they showed yeah, late no, night no, porn no. without the box. It was like you're watching a show and it would slow down and then stop for a couple seconds and then bizarre. start again. It's haunted. And of course, we have the whole house FiOS uh, DVR, which right. is downstairs, which is the main box. And then all the other boxes are just smaller boxes where you can record from and you can watch the stuff that's recorded on the DVR, like yes. most systems have now. Right. And so, and, and we, we finally we switched over from Comcast because, ah, we love their customer service, but their, their product. Here in South Philadelphia, just sucked. It sucked. We were constantly dropping the show, the live stream. They, we were supposed to be because getting there's too many old wires. I know I they've been know. putting new wires in. Yeah, but it was I don't just, want to just bury Comcast. No, but I mean, it, it was at the time. Actually, we, I do want to bury Comcast, but I've had enough rants. We today. we were. It was just not working for us, and we got uh, they Verizon came. They were giving us full on fiber optics. Great freaking deal. It was like one third the cost of what we were paying for Comcast. Long story short. Problem we had upstairs, contacted a wonderful man named Brian out of Pittsburgh. Brian from Pittsburgh? Brian from Pittsburgh. Shout out. How about those Steelers, huh? How about that, and Brian? And he, <laughs> he walked through, and we figured it. We finally figured it out, and he even showed me how I can check it in the future myself since I'm kind of a techie. He was very impressed. And it's fixed. Voila. Did he sound dorky or did he sound like a regular guy? He sounded like a regular guy. And I, no I little dork. No, 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 no typical computer nerd type vibe from the gentleman, Brian? Again, it's not, not, nothing that's wrong with that because a lot of people are really, really smart, but a lot of the times when you talk to a tech person, like you go to Best Buy and you go to the Geek Squad, yeah. they're not what you would call... Personable? No, no they're it... personable. They're nice people. I'm not saying... I'm not, I'm not disparaging their, their ability or their, their, they do a good job. I'm just saying they're not what you would call the life of the party. There's no... Well, There's and, no uh, like repartee. Tech people and engineers are usually a different breed of people. Yeah, they're they're very focused yeah. on the task at hand, and there's nothing and wrong they're, with they're that. They're very and no, just like I am every day on this show. I'm very focused on the task at hand and try not Joe to have Quillen. any fun. Joe Quillen works for Verizon, doesn't he? Yeah, he's but so he's, he's but he has fun. Yes, well, not when he's working. He's not allowed to have fun. When Brian he's working. was also having fun. We were joking around. Okay, a as long bit, as he's yeah. joking around a little bit, he wasn't like, you know, when sometimes you talk to a. a, a customer service person and they're like so and I don't mean like people in other countries where you have a hard time understanding yeah. I don't That's expect tough. them to have fun they're, they're, I have a hard enough time trying to figure out what they're saying to me or they're trying to say I'm the trying Filipinos to say that can have fun. and I love the Filipinos you know that I, if, but if, I'm talking about you're talking gonna, to if, a tech person if, if something's going to be outsourced I have no problem when it's a Filipino I love the Filipino because I love all the Filipinos even though I don't look like it they're my people but anyway my point is sometimes you're talking to a and, like, you want them to loosen up a little bit and yeah. you're giving them. And then maybe you're not as adept to all the technical verbiage yeah. that these guys are used to hearing. Uh-huh. And they, they suspect that you don't really know as much as they do. And, therefore, they get a little frustrated if you ask them the same question a couple of times because you're well, trying to learn. On, in that my kind of case, it's usually the other <laughs> way around. They expect me not to know anything, but I actually know more than they do. And then that gets really frustrating. Yeah, and again, I don't. These people are doing their jobs, and when they when they help you, listen. Any company you call some company, you you know you buy a product and you want customer service, you know, 
when I get a really good customer service person, as you did yesterday with Brian at Verizon, mm-hmm. you're happy. You feel good. You're saying, I know. That's you know why what? I want to give him a shout-out. I'm out paying $250 a month for cable. I could cut the cord. And then I won't be able to do a show because I need Wi-Fi. I need the Internet. I need hardwired Internet. So they got us. All these companies, I'm not singling them out, but let's be honest. They have us by the balls. Because what are you going to do? You need Internet. We need Internet. You need Internet to survive more than 30 seconds a day. If we didn't have Internet for 30 seconds a day, this would be the walking dead. This country would actually experience a zombie apocalypse. Imagine. How long could you survive, Robin? Seriously. Internet goes down. Now, not only are you losing your TV, not only are you losing, you know, your tablets and your Internet and your Facebook and your Twitter and your phones Instagram. Are attached to now, it. all of a sudden, your phones don't work. Now you have your phone doesn't work, except for the iPhone 11 where you can still take stupid pictures of people, but you can't do anything with them after you take the picture. You can't take a picture of your dog in a wind tunnel and, who, and slow it down. And you can't are, take a picture of bananas or your own personal oh, genitals. Yeah. You can't take a picture of your genitals. And now with the new iPhone 11, with the great super-duper three cameras in there, now guys who send dick pics will also be in big trouble without internet. Yes, yeah, so this story came out yesterday. I was la- <laughs> We were laughing so hard for anybody that didn't see this. So. This is the greatest... You know, forget about the PPA. We'll never forget about the PPA. Yes. But I saw this story yesterday. It's so funny. And so the new iPhone 11 with the ca- not yeah. the one you just bought six months ago for seven, no, eight, no, no, nine hundred. No. Because you, the new one now. Now it's not once a year. Now it's every, every six, six months. months. So the new iPhone 11 um, <laughs> has something. They have the. They're the ones with the three cameras on the back. Yeah, everybody's seen the one of which is a wide angle lens, yes. which allows everything to look bigger. Well, you do, you have, but, but it's, you have the it's story. We have to post the yes. story. So, and again, if you're offended, there's no actual like pictures no. of genitalia. So it's not a genitalia story. It's about genitalia, but no actual human body parts are shown in this right. story. So, it's just the implication of what this new phone can do. So, so, so I'm going to show on the on the left is a normal lens, on the right. Is, this is a picture of a banana. Yes. The same is, banana. The same banana. This isn't an, uh, by the way, this isn't a CNN commercial where they try to tell you they know the difference between an apple and a banana, and they prove every 10 seconds that they don't. This is a man holding a regular banana. The banana Robin wouldn't eat because it's too dark, and she would yeah, think no, it's it too, too ripe. Yeah, it has too many spots on it. So this is a, a ripe banana, one hand with a regular camera, uh-huh. and on the right side, the same banana, same camera, but he used the this wide new, angle this lens. This new wide angle lens. So then um, he immediately speculated as to all the different opportunities this wide angle lens presents itself. And uh, the let the hilarity ensue. So let me go back up. The ultra wide <laughs> camera going to make my Tinder DMs lit. So here is from a different point of view same banana. You can even make it look fatter. <laughs> and so you know what this opens the door for. And, you know, and I, I, I've never done this except yeah. unless somebody asks Wait, me. Wait, hold on. Last, last picture. Yes. This. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> now, as you know, unfortunately, in the world of the Internet and all of these sites and dating sites, and Tinder, mm-hmm. and all these places 
where people want to hook up, what do people do? Oh. They send pictures that aren't really them or they're pictures from 20 years ago. Or guys try to impress women by sending them pictures of their genitalia to show how big they are, right? And now guys, and and the best part of this thread is guys send, you know, you put together memes of women looking at the guy after they meet him and then being incredibly disappointed when the banana picture or said the phallus picture is not the same. As they say, objects in mirror are closer than they appear now, or farther than they appear, whatever it says. In a now, thing. somebody replied to this jokester with this photograph <laughs> saying, well, it's a good thing that there's also a measuring app. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> so it's a Pringles can? It's a Pringles can that's, uh, that looks humongous big, right. obviously. Yes, as it looks like a silo. Right. It looks um, like a silo on the side. Not the silo that closed down when they used to have sales But the, the measuring time. app can show that, no, it is actually only 10 inches. <laughs> Which would still be really good. 10 so inches guys away. now, ladies, so women out there, as a public service to you, God's greatest creatures, all of you women, if guys start sending you penis pictures and they look weird, unless, of course, it's Rocco Sofredi or, you know, some of the other, like, really well-endowed man, like Mandingos and people like that. Just make sure you know what you're getting. Clark, keep up. Oh, my God. Anthony Weiner is going to have fun with this. Exactly right. <laughs> nice. The curved banana needs to go to urologist, somebody once said. I think it was, uh, who said that? That was uh, I saw, Don I saw Juan, man. one of those uh, medical TV ads for, for curved. Uh, yeah, it's curved. They're, they curved run bananas. late night. Yeah. Do you have the curve? You can, did you know that you can go to your doctor? You There's medication what for What do that. they do? They just get that thing in a vice and go, bam! Wow! They get that baby and they put it in a vice and then they crank that thing real tight. Straighten that some bitch right up real I'm, good. I'm not a guy and even I was, that pained me to listen to you say that. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely, I'm sure... Well, I mean, there's all sorts of apps out there that, that'll make you look younger, make you look thinner, make you look... If I... So I, I put just the bare, bare, bare amount of makeup on usually to, for the show just so that I don't look... I Otherwise, I look like I have no facial features whatsoever. But I believe that there's even filters on there that allows me not to wear makeup and then oh, it really? makes you look like I have makeup Good, because there's nothing better than people being able to not look like themselves without doing anything about it to basically scam other people into imagine all the chicks with the big asses already on Instagram. Now imagine those pictures. They're wasting all this money getting surgery yes. to get butt implants. All they need is this new damn iPhone. It's a thousand what is it, a thousand dollars? And then you can oh, take all the damn big damn butt pictures you want, and your butt doesn't even have to be that exactly. big. And the difference between men and women is that if you're a woman and you sent you put that on Instagram and then you actually decide to meet a guy Probably no broke-ass dope because Instagram chicks don't want broke-ass dopes. They want ballers. They want guys with money. That's why they're on Instagram. Right. They want to be able to be an influencer. So a woman with a nice butt who then uses the new iPhone camera to make her butt even look more bubblicious. Not too bubblicious. Because, uh-huh. you know, that's a certain je ne sais quoi to have that kind. Anyway, when she decides to hook up with a guy and the guy sees her butt, the real butt, is he going to say, you know, hey, that's not the butt I saw on your Instagram account. No way. Get out of here, bitch. Guys don't do that. 
Women, though, if they are concerned about the size of a man's genitalia and the guy sends a fake picture and he shows up and it's not, is the woman going to say, hey, hey, no problem. No problem, cuz. I know it's not nine inches. You know, hey, five inches is enough. You know what I'm saying? Talk to her because she looks like a total. Exactly. Okay. I mean, her butt is just so big. I love big butts, Gross. and I cannot what? lie. She's just so black. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Yeah, when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Want to pull up tough, because you notice that butt was stuck. Deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked, and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby, I want to get whipped up and take your picture. Do you know what I remember about this song? I don't... I remember the song actually playing, but the one of the biggest belly laughs I've ever had growing up with my stepmom, she used to watch Friends. She was a huge Friends uh, aficionado, and there is a scene in Friends where, uh, what's-her-face, Jennifer Aniston has uh. a baby, and I don't even know all the characters' names, um, but sh- they end up singing this song to their baby. My mom lost it. She had tears rolling down her face. And, of course, that was hysterical to me, that she was laughing so hard about this song. We got a request for the remix of this song, Robin. Which one is the remix? We're going to send this one out to, uh, to Michael Moore. By the greatness that is, our good friend. Which is who? Baby who Got th- Snacks. Oh, Baby Got Snacks? You know who did that, Ron Robin? Yes. Can you find that? Is, is it hot in here or is it me? Do you um, have that thing on high or low? It's on high. No, it's on low. Turn Baby, that. Baby Got Snacks is a baby lullaby? Well, there's another. Yeah, this version here. I want to hear this one because I love the one from uh, What's His Face? Hold on. Baby Got Snacks. Let me, I'm playing this one now. Let's okay. hear it. This is, this is going to put you to sleep. It's a notorious B-A-E. Bay. Bay. <laughs> this is the only one that I know of. Baby Got Snacks. No, but there's another one by uh, What's-His-Face. The guy who does all the parody yeah, songs. Yeah, I know. I don't... Hold on. Hello? This is... It's very zen, man. Very zen. This is totally up Is Marianne eye. Williamson coming over a little later on? <laughs> baby Got... Hey, baby. Weird Al. Yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. Yankovic. Rubber chicken. Rubber chicken. Rubber no, chicken. it's baby has got snacks. Is the name yeah, of the no, song. Trail mix. Tra- the name of the song is baby got snacks. Robert. Tony, I know okay. that, but it was not. Uh, it was by Jamie Fox. Hold on. Jamie, oh, that's right. You're right, Robin. Yeah, I know. The actual name of the group. Is Baby's Got Snacks by Baby Lullaby. I need my keys to shake them in the air. I need a wind chime for this song. We're going to have the disco ball up, by the way, Friday night from our good buddy Bill Gladney in North Carolina. So Friday night, make a plan right now. Instead of watching high school football and those kids hurting each other unjustifiably. I think this was an SNL thing, right? The Baby Got Snacks? I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. 
Hello, Bearcat AJ. Hold on, we are. I think that was the music playing in Bob Kraft's uh, massage parlor down in Florida last spring. Actually, last winter. Swooping, swagging, and cheesy. You know that meat is greasy. Scooping up chips and hot wings. Eating up cookies and ice cream. Rubbing on burgers and fries. Feeding those big old thighs. Oh, baby, I want to get with you. Cause your pants don't fit you. My homeboys tried to warn me. But that gut, you got me missing, baby. Ooh, too much pork skins. You both can't fit in my bins. With smelly jelly. Feed that big old belly. I seen a huffing. Choking on milk and muffins. With butt and gut, she's shaped like a Nissan truck. I'm tired of magazines saying you always gotta be lean. You wanna put a big girl in a real good mood? She gotta have some food. So, fellas, fellas, yeah. do you really like your woman stack? Hell yeah. Then feed her, please her, feed her some Cracker Jacks. Baby got snacks. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Tony. That wasn't on Saturday Night Live, by the way. No, I think it was. It wasn't, but it was. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, did you see the other video though? That you said you were crying. Charlie Manuel made you cry, yes. but there was another video that made everybody cry. Oh yeah, we saw. I saw it yesterday. We didn't. Obviously, it was after the show. And that's why I love hockey and hockey play. I love all sports, but hockey players and and we all know the story. We followed it here closely. The St. Louis Blues, even though we're not St. Louis Blues fans, we live in Philly, and the whole play Gloria thing that happened not that far from here with the local bar and the Blues players going in there. And you know the story by now. So the hockey season's getting ready to start. And so what did the St. Louis Blues do yesterday? Actually, two days ago, I believe, they went to Layla's house. You know the story about Layla, play Gloria, and the whole bit. Layla has, has a rare uh, cancer that only like one in 11 people in the world have. And, uh, and then she was in the hospital. She was in a facility where no one could even see her. She was like in a bubble. Yeah. They, you know, she, was, she couldn't be exposed to people. And then finally she started getting better and better to the point where people could visit her. And she was a St. Louis Blues fan. She watched the game from her hospital room. The only thing that made her happy. Exactly. Was watching the Blues, who were, by the way, as you know, the worst team in hockey at the beginning of this year. We're talking about 2019. At the beginning of 2019, they were terrible. They were the worst yep. team in hockey. And then as she's in the hospital trying to get through this horrible ailment. her Well, they said that her fighting gave them extra incentive to fight as well, get better. And she is their good luck charm. And as you know what happened, they went all the way, baby. And they won the Stanley Cup. And then we got to see the Stanley Cup when... Craig Berube came back to town, and we went out there and kissed the cup, touched the cup, drank from the cup, ate from the cup, pissed in the cup, everything we needed to do with the cup. I talked to the keeper of the cup. Remember? That was a great show. That was a lot of fun we yes, had it that was. day. Up there in New Hope, Pennsylvania, back in July. So the cup is now finished. It's back in, in its resting place. Yes. Now, the Blues have their own, obviously, their own copy of it. The Blues. But the original cup goes back to the Hockey Hall Correct. of Fame. And, um... People showed up on Layla's doorstep to give her something very, very special that only players get, and she's getting one as well. And here, get your tissues out, ladies and gentlemen. You got two guys in blue shirts and cats. Hi, holy f- what are you guys doing here? Hi. Oh, oh, that's, that's, I'm sorry. Oh my God. 
Yeah, Pinky. <laughs> I said Pinky. Yeah, it's Pinky. Can you see you the first first game? Hi. How's it going? Well, there's no reason why we're here, too. So, you know how much you mean to us, right? Yes. And what an inspiration you've been to so many people. So, me and Colton are here, uh, representing our uh, organization and everybody there. And we have something that we would like you to open right now. They gave her a Stanley oh Cup ring. Look at how humongous big that thing is. She could practically wear it as a bracelet. And in her house, you can see all the sticks and the jerseys. It's a magnet kind of, so you have to pull a little hard. It lights up automatically when you open it up. Did you see that? The box does, not yeah. the ring. No. <laughs> so they gave young Layla her Pretty own cool, huh? Stanley Cup I feel like I should be touching ring. this one. <laughs> Oh my goodness. How does it come out of there? There we go. Oh, yeah. There. You got it? Yeah. That's huge. I know. You would think that they would have like one made that sort of fits her size. What the heck is she going to do well, with that sucker? She's not going to have to wear it, obviously. She'll just display it. She kissed the ring. But no, hear what they say next. It's really funny. Oh my gosh, beautifully. <laughs> it's her whole hand. <laughs> you have to do like the boys do, make it that like a That poor knuckle. guy who's going to propose to you one day. Huh? Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> guys. Until then, this will be there. How awesome is that? Yeah, I was just... Like, we know that was set up and the Blues set it up and the front office set it up, but that was, uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. awesome. It's so very, very cool. And that's why we always say, you know what we say, what Jose always says on What Up Wednesday. And we're going to have it tonight, believe it or not, Robin. What are we going to have tonight? Well, we're going to have more baseball, of course, the American yes. League. But what we also have, Robin, is hockey action. Yeah. We, we will. We, we will have hockey, hockey action. action. Yo. Yo. And the Blues will hoist the rings and stuff. The cup, I think they put it away. Brett Michael, Metal God, says it fit like a piece of floss between the legs of Kim Kardashian, but that was still beautiful, man. things and beautiful things but sometimes people can't have nice things sometimes people don't deserve nice things Robin so when people deserve nice things uh -huh. we're happy for them now Lily has come up and is about to wreck the show it's the Lily climbs <laughs> up on the board and starts rubbing up against all the equipment and knocking over my soundboard my stream chat the microphone 
the soundboard, and everything else, Rob. See, Jason 2000. Keep it loud, Miss Robin. And there then are. one from 209 says, put some trim on that, TB. Some trim on what? The sound. It was too, oh, a little bit too hot. Trimming it down. I got the trim tab. Well, I don't going. want to blow everybody out. I know. I, I, got, I got it under control. All right. Just relax. Just relax. It's hot. I know how to bring things up and under. There you have it. By the way, we have breaking news from the NFL Network, as we have it on in the studio here. And Bill Bidwell, Bill Bidwell, the longtime owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, has died at the age of 88. Bill Bidwell was a longtime owner, obviously, when the Cardinals were in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then they moved to Arizona. Remember, they had the Rams in St. Louis. Right. And then the Rams moved from L.A. to St. Louis. But the Cardinals moved, remember, from St. Louis because there were the baseball and football Cardinals. Both franchises were called the Cardinals. What was up with St. Louis that they lost all these teams? Like, Let me what explain. Was going on? It's called stadiums and it's called owners exercising power to have local taxpayers pay to build them new stadiums. Right, but what was wrong with St. Louis that they didn't step Nothing up Nothing was wrong sure. with St. Louis because taxpayers don't want to pay to build buildings. Can I do just do a thing on Bill Bidwell okay. here? I don't want to rip the guy. The guy's dead. So Bill Bidwell had the Cardinals in St. Louis when St. Louis had the baseball Cardinals and the football Cardinals. But then Bill Bidwell didn't get what he wanted in St. Louis. And so he moved the franchise to Arizona, which didn't have an NFL franchise and was willing to build them a new building to go out there and play in the desert. And Arizona wanted an NFL franchise. They wanted another one. And so they moved. And then eventually the Rams, who were in Los Angeles, their owner pulled the same deal. Hey, you know, we're playing in a crappy building here in L.A. Oh, St. Louis then. The owner was going, they were going to build a new building there. And they did. And then they got the Rams to move to St. Louis from Los Angeles. And then, of course, once the L.A. team finally said they were going to spend a billion dollars to build a new stadium, and then the Rams moved back to Los Angeles. Angeles. You follow me right now, Robin? Uh, It's easier following you than following the teams, man. So Bill Bidwell, the original owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, has passed away. At the age of 88. Now, Bearcat AJ says that the original franchise started out as the Correct, Chicago but that was way, Cardinals. way back in the day. I know the history Chicago. of the franchises, but Bill Bidwell is mostly known for the Cardinals in, he was born in 31. Meet me in St. Louis, Louis. You know, he's the guy who hired the first uh, African-American female executive, the first African-American general manager. Wow. And head coach combination, so... Bill Bidwell, a lot of people were down on him because he moved the franchise from one city to another city. But he is the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, his son, now I remember when I was out in California doing Fox Sports Radio and and the stuff that I did out there, and Bill Bidwell's son took over running the franchise. Uh And he's the guy who laid out the blueprint, Michael Bidwell, about the new stadium that they were building out there in Glendale. Uh And I remember he brought to the studio when we were doing a show in a sports bar in Scottsdale, uh-huh. the old Fox, what was it, the Fox Sports Zone or something. Remember ESPN okay, had their yeah, clubs? Yeah, yeah. And then there was this Fox Sports bar. We did the show from up on the second level, Correct. Right? Yeah. So out there, Michael Bidwell brought out the plans before they built that stadium out there in, in Glendale. 
and it was going to be the very first NFL stadium that had a field that could be taken out of the stadium on wheels. So the field was real grass, but because it was indoors, mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure that it was always in great shape. So the, the field had a giant, just picture a gigantic tray. Kind of to, like our cat trays. Yeah, but it's much bigger. Yeah, hundred no, but, yards. But and, think about it this yeah. way: it's it's exactly like these cat trays that have the slide out pan underneath. Yep. That you yeah, s- but nothing's growing in there except uh, pee and poop, <laughs> and then you got to get rid of it. But that does, but the thing yeah. goes out. They push a button, and the entire tray, which is the field from the end of one end zone to the other, mm-hmm. would go out into the uh, open space. Yep. And then they can actually take care of it outside in the sunshine, right, and beautifully. Beautiful and then inside there was concrete. So they wanted when they wanted to have other events like monster truck pulls or anything else, basketball games. They put down the, the floor. Field. Right. They didn't wreck the grass, and that happens in a lot brilliant. of states. So it was a brilliant idea, and especially in Arizona, where the weather is always warm enough to grow grass year round. Mm-hmm. So that's why their fields always in good shape in Arizona. Yeah. So that was the the Bidwell family, the father, and now of course the son, uh, Michael, who lost his dad today at the age of eighty-eight. So we're talking about Bid, Bid, Bill Bidwell. Passing away at the age of 88. And uh, certainly a name in NFL history when you talk about owners. Very influential owner. People didn't like him, but he did a lot of things. Remember, Arizona went through all that crap after the Cowboys' last Super Bowl. Remember when they wouldn't honor uh, Martin Luther King Day back in those days? And then the NFL said, hey, if you don't make Martin Luther King Day a holiday, you're not going to get another Super Bowl. And people were boycotting Arizona, uh-huh. you know, and all that stuff happened. I remember yeah. out there in, in Arizona for that Super Bowl 30 where the Cowboys won. Yep. Jerry Jones was really pissed off. Not about Martin yeah, Luther King they, Day. He was pissed off because the bars in the main hotel in, in Scottsdale open. closed at midnight. <laughs> they closed at midnight wasn't on a Friday night and Saturday night of Super Bowl week. Didn't, what, didn't, wasn't there a video of him complaining about it? Oh, yeah. yeah. He went crazy. I remember being there. Jerry Jones was so pissed off that here he is, multi-millionaire owner. He's in Arizona. His team's in the Super Bowl, which, of course, was the last Super Bowl that the Cowboys played in back in the day in Arizona. And the game was played outdoors at the old Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe before they built that stadium out there in Glendale. So Jerry Jones, I remember I was sitting in the same bar because I was staying in the hotel. Sal Palantonio and I. What year was that? uh, 97, I believe. 97? So I was still at ESPN then. So Sal Palantonio and I are out in the same hotel, the media hotel, where everybody's we're, – we're sitting in the bar. Now, this is Friday night, so our work is done. And then all of a sudden, at, at 10 minutes to 12, the bartenders come over, and they say, all right, this is it. This is it. You got to, these drinks have to be off the table by midnight. By midnight on a Friday night of Super Bowl week. Same thing Saturday night. So that was a 95-96 season. So the Super Bowl was played in February, early February, late January. I think they were still in January. They didn't, hadn't gone into February at that point. Now, remember, we're talking about 96. But it was in Tempe, Arizona, Sun Devil Stadium, and the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback should have gotten a ring for helping the Dallas Cowboys get the victory and make Larry Brown a Super Bowl MVP, which he parlayed into an unbelievably, incredibly juicy contract to leave and go to the Oakland Raiders. Thanks. And you know who the Pittsburgh quarterback was, right? I wonder if it's been scrubbed. I can't find it. How can you scrub a Super Bowl? 
No, no, the video. So I don't know if there's video of Jerry Jones going crazy, but it's well documented. There's stories about it. He's holding news conferences. He actually, this is how powerful Jerry thought he was. He thought that he could say to the bar, the Marriott where we're all staying, I'm going to pay extra. You keep this bar open. You know how when people go in, hey, listen, it's 12 o'clock. What are you, crazy? Screw the laws. I'll pay the bartenders and everybody to keep this bar open until 2 a.m. at least. And they wouldn't do it because yes, it was against the law. It's the state law in Arizona. So that was a lot of fun well, back in Arizona the day. Neil O'Donnell, had... by the way, you're right. Neil O'Donnell. And all you Steeler fans out there, you can thank Neil O'Donnell for helping the Cowboys pretty much win their last Super Bowl, Super Bowl Triple X in Tempe, Arizona. Absolute outrage. Neil O'Donnell single handedly. Helped the Cowboys win that game with two ridiculous interceptions. You think Jerry Jones is worried about a mini bar? Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. You think the uh, bartender said to him, Hey, Jerry, we got to close down, man. Get the drink off the damn table. All right, so I know you and Jerry, and you and Jimmy Johnson are going to go argue at a piano bar later on and get into the world-famous Jerry Jones. Now, that was the year Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson had their big problem in Arizona. That was at that Super Bowl where Jimmy Johnson and Jerry almost came to blows. They were both wasted, of course, which usually happens when you've been <laughs> drinking all night, and then your, your coach who wants to take the credit for bringing in all the players because he was, remember, he was the head coach at the University of Miami. So Jimmy Johnson at that time, he knew all the best players in college. He knew better than Jerry, even though Jerry had a football background, about Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and all these guys. Because he coached at Miami, he knew all the best players. He knew Michael Irvin and those guys because they played for him. Right. And he knew the best players in college football. And since the Cowboys had all these high draft picks, thanks to the Herschel Walker trade and other things, Jimmy Johnson was the guy who said, these are the guys I wanted here. And so it came to a head at that Super Bowl. Now, again, this is all from memory, Robin. It came to a head, Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones butt heads at that Super Bowl and then Jimmy Johnson was gone just like that. Super Bowl Triple X. Super Bowl Triple X, baby. That's where the Cowboys last won. And then Jimmy obviously had some issues with Jarrah. 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 So there it is. It's not, the timeline may not be exact, but that's what I remember about the Arizona Super Bowl, the Cowboys last win. And, of course, Bill Bidwell who owned the team, but they were playing in a college stadium, Sun Devil Stadium in T- Tempe, Arizona, for the first few years that they were out there until they got the new stadium built in Glendale. You follow me so far? I'm following you, Tony Bruno. Thank you. Now, they got into the fight at the Arizona Super Bowl, which I was there for, too. I, I, get, I get these barroom incidents. Jerry was upset that the bars closed early in Arizona. That's a fact. Right, and there was a player the that also Johnson. got in big trouble. Oh, all players always yeah. get in big trouble. No, but Super that was Bowl. the whole, the whole uh, I'm yeah. not paying for your prostitution That's thing. the Ray Lewis thing. Yeah. I mean, no. There, no, no, yeah. there's a list of guys oh, yeah. who, and that, that's one thing we do when we go to the Super Bowls. We wait to see which athlete's going to get arrested for doing something stupid because it almost happens every year, no matter who's in the game. And it doesn't have to be a player 
who's in the game. It could be players who all descend, as you see every year, Robin. Right. Players from all over the NFL descend. They get themselves some club gigs. They get parties to go to and host. They get handed checks for walking around on Radio Row and promoting problems that they and products that they've never used for one second in their lives. Mm-hmm. But somebody gives them a check and they go out and pimp the product. That's what it's all about. Cupcake Eagle says, okay, enough Cowboys talk. I'm getting hemorrhoids. Warren Sapp got in trouble. Eugene Robinson got in trouble. Ray Lewis got in trouble. Even I got in trouble at a Super Bowl. Except I wasn't important enough to... Uh... No, I really didn't get in trouble. I was going to say, when did you get in trouble Super Bowl? I, I made a lot of trouble. I had a lot of fun. I could have gotten in trouble. But I was well protected. I had my posse with me at all times. Are, are you, enough said? Were you like protected as the Boy Scout is always prepared and No, protected? I mean, I brought protection. But remember, I was married <laughs> at the time, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't that unprotected. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, you never know. So anyway, there's your... Uh, du- this all started out as uh, Bill Bidwell dies at the age of 88. Without Bill Bidwell, Arizona would never have had a Super Bowl, Robin. And the good thing for the people in St. Louis... When he left, they did get a team back, which was the St. Louis Rams, who were the Los Angeles Rams, and then the Rams stuck it up their ass, and they moved back to L.A. too. Tony. And the rest is history, I have breaking news. We have breaking news? Yes. Is this legit breaking news? This is legit breaking news. We have competition for White Claw. We have a White Claw update? We have a White Claw competition update, Tony Bruno. Well, there is another company. It's Truly. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, We're going beyond just alcohol and seltzer. We, we have are. another new product that dumb people, not dumb, it, we call them curious people, will want to sample and oh, see whether is, or not. I'm sure that this is going to go like bangbusters, but I think we've seen this already before, and they were outlawed, I believe. So I don't know how, loco? They, how they are coming up making a comeback. But Paps Blue Ribbon, La Colombe, Cafe Agave, spiked caffeinated coffee. Oh, because there's not, we don't have enough caffeine or taurine or any of these other in things in our body. Hard coffee. Caffeinated drink meets alcohol in one can. And like I said, that was, wasn't that Four Loco? Wasn't that caffeine and and alcohol? Four Loco had all kinds of shit in there. They had taurine. They had caffeine. But the summer of White Claw is going to turn into the, the winter, fall. fall, winter of hard coffee. Hard coffee. You know what I call hard coffee, Robin? <laughs> Put a shot of Sambuca in there. <laughs> Put a shot of what? Uh, what's the uh, Irish? What's the other stuff we put in there? Bailey's. Bailey's. Oh, That's I like that. That's hard coffee added. to me. You yes. have a nice cup of coffee. You put some Bailey's in there. Why do I need additional chemicals in but there? Miller's Coors Paps Brewing, they've all begun to look at these refrigerated coffee inspiration, hard coffee. Now they're coming out with all of theirs. Somebody, our, our Jolly Rogers 673 says he sampled it at Wegmans. It's pretty good. I'm sure it tastes okay. I like Bailey's in coffee. I like Kahlua, little uh, Sambuca. I don't need all these chemicals in the coffee to make them. What are they going to do for me? FYI. Yes. If you are flying... 
mm-hmm. and you have been up for more than 24 hours and you're doing an overnight, do not have hard coffee. I, we did, I, you know, you were sleeping. I could not sleep. I was having insomnia. So I thought, oh, I'll have a little Bailey's or two. And I had some coffee earlier and, or maybe I had the coffee and Bailey's. I passed out in the aisle. You don't even remember this. I think I yeah, told no, you about I remember on a plane. I was asleep. You were sleeping. And then you got wasted on the plane. I didn't get wasted. I didn't feel wasted, but I, I got up. I had to go to the bathroom. I got up. I'm walking up. We were in first class. And um, I'm walking up. I'm standing. There was somebody else that was now, in Now, people the are ripping you now, Robin. You said it was breaking news. And now people are saying that this is not breaking news, that this is actually old news, and you are not bringing our audience the freshest most up-to-date this, story that they will have not heard yet. This is a story that w- ha- broke yesterday. So if you already so how's saw that old, this. Somebody, Dean's saying it was like a month ago, this story. No. It says October 1st, 2019. That was yesterday. Yeah. Then why so, are people saying that this story is, an old, is old news from a month ago? I don't know. You going to question Dean's knowledge? Always. Okay. I, I am, too. He's full of <laughs> shit. Always. He is. <laughs> Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. But back to my passing. So I was waiting. There was somebody else in the restroom. I was waiting, standing there. The next thing I know, there's some, there's a flight attendant standing over me going, ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? Are you okay? And uh, I, I was embarrassed because I thought everybody was going to think that I was drunk. But, but I see, wasn't. here's the problem with all of this stuff. And again, I'm sitting, I'm having, you know, cappuccino or, after, you know, you're having dessert after dinner. Normally I don't get coffee, but... I'll get a cappuccino, even though you're not supposed to. And like you go into an Italian restaurant, but you know, in the United States, people drink cappuccino at night too. In Italy, you're not supposed to. It's almost like a law. It's verboten. The mafia comes in and they take you out and they chop your arms up and throw you in the Caribbean or the Mediterranean, actually, to be more accurate. But having a cup of coffee at the end of dinner mm-hmm. with a little Bailey's or a little uh, Anazette or a Sambuca or some of the other little things, this is for flavor. Instead of putting cream in it. See, I don't use any of those fake creamers. No, you know what you should use? I don't use? put that almond stuff in there. And what's the other crap that you like, Robin? Vanilla, French vanilla. That's all super sweet stuff. Just give me a little something in there. Not to get drunk. I'm not drinking coffee to get drunk. I'm drinking coffee because I like coffee and I like a little flavor in it, not artificial crap that people put in, like French vanilla and what are the other, hazelnut. You can drink whatever you want. I'm just telling you, I think this is stupid. You can drink whatever you want, but I'll rip you if you do. That's pretty much what you're saying, right? You I'll rip. I'm not going to rip the people. They can drink whatever they want. <laughs> this is America still. Last time I checked. Now, Tony, this is how you should get your milk. Ah. Breastfeeding? No, no, no. Hold on. This is the, the best little brother, big brother photo or uh video ever <laughs> this is what happens when you live on a farm oh the little boy's milking a cow <laughs> and laughing no look so at what one he did little, look at, no look at what he did to his big brother <laughs> oh he sprayed the milk in his face I've had that happen a couple of nights you know hey you get a little excited you got a lactating Latina there and the <laughs> he's milking is there anything better than a baby laughing? No, nah, those, those kids have been... Uh, that's utterly ridiculous, Robin. i got to say that right now. But 
that's how you should get your milk, Tony. Straight. Uh, a, I've, from I've milked a cow before. Yes, you have. I've milked a cow. I've seen it. I've, I've actually, I've, I've, I've pulled on some teats many, many times, Robin. I know how to work the teats. People think, you know, people don't know how to milk a cow. They think you just grab it and start. No. Screaming. It's you'll all in the kicked. motion. You'll get kicked if you I just grab it. I can't believe all these guys who probably masturbate three, four times a day don't know how to milk a cow. It's ridiculous. First, you got to massage them a little bit, get them yeah. a little bit because they're kind of hard at the beginning, and you got to work. I'm talking about cows, them. Robin, not women. I mean, come. <laughs> and then you gotta you gotta work it down and soften them up, soften them up, and then and then you gotta get in a rhythm. You Straight from rhythm. The, play play action reel for real. It's sense. like. It's it's like a squeeze and tug, squeeze and tug. They had so he says lactating Latinas in my DVD collection, mine too. Why do you think I brought them up? Come on, man. <laughs> Let's get some more. Miss Robin gets ripped on a plane stories. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get ripped. That was it. I mean, like I, I literally, I think I, at the most, at the very most, I'd had three Baileys, but we'd been on a delay. It was a so that would normally not do it, but I think the altitude. Altitude ch- changes everything when you're up there. First of all, do not drink coffee on an airplane. That's your first mistake. They use the crappy water that is in tanks in there. That's really, it's, it's legally potable. You, but ever, you ever have a cup of coffee on a plane, Robin? Yeah, I refuse to get it. I don't care how out of it I am. I will never order coffee. This is a public service tip from your green grocer, Tony Bruno. Don't buy coffee on a plane. You don't, don't even take it for free, actually. It is garbage. First of all, it tastes like crap. And secondly, the water they use is garbage. You know what I'm saying? So there you have your coffee and your coffee mate. and You get the coffee at an overpriced coffee shop. In the terminal, once you get past security. Els Fal- S. Falco 30, Dean dropping bomb on... Oh, see, I believe Dean's... He's trying to prove that it was out a while ago. But this was regarding all of the different kinds and that it's taking over. So, my article shows that it was on October 1st. Correct. And, and yours is at some little podunk place, so it doesn't really matter, exactly. Dean. <laughs> Be nice. Cupcake Eagle says, Dean just put Robin on blast and was correct, LOL. So why's it got to be nasty? How many of the stories that you hear on this show, 99% of the stories that we do on this show, you'll hear elsewhere two days from now? Correct. Now, by show of hands... Other than Dean, because yes, I heard, yes, you heard this one before, but everybody else. Who I didn't heard, know this. Who had heard about this story? Show of hands. Well, I've seen the Haagen-Dazs ice cream that's got, oh, yeah, al- yeah. everything's going to have alcohol in it. Yeah, now. I mean, there's uh, brewing companies that make beer ice cream. Everything's going to have alcohol in it. Even alcohol's going to have alcohol <laughs> in it. All right, enough of this crap, Robin. I gotta get some business in here. Yes. I gotta get down to the gambling action. Because I got a man right now, ladies and gentlemen. You know we love action. And it's all about that action, boss. Do you know Mattress Mac, Robin? Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac is the man's name. I will look it up for you. Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac is a well known person. 
in Houston, Texas. Hello. Houston. Houston. Mattress Mac. Okay, got it. You know who he is? Um, I don't. He's not the Mac Daddy. His name is Jim McInvale. His name. He is known also as Mattress Mac, and he is a businessman from Houston, Texas, and he's known for owning and operating the gallery furniture retail chain. Exactly. So he sells furniture and lots of mattresses. Yes. He's the Mattress Mac. He's the daddy of the Mac, the Mac Daddy. You know what he did the other day? What did he do? He went down there to Biloxi, Mississippi. That's a nice drive from uh, Houston. Hello. Uh-huh. But he uh, made. He went over and took $3.5 million. That's a lot of mattresses. I wonder if he had the $3.5 million stuffed in a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to be fair... Three point five million for him is probably like thirty five hundred dollars for anybody else. Yeah, the guy's wealthy, and you know he's done a lot of good things in the Houston community. He's donated mattresses, you know, to, to flood victims and hurricane victims. So he's not a bad guy. I'm not trying to rip the guy. I'm just giving you a, a Daddy Mac update, Jim Mattress Mac. Oh wow, is he related to Andrew Siciliano? No. Why? show you a photograph of him. Wait a minute, are you going to say, are you going to do an ear joke here, Robin? <laughs> yes, are you going to go that route? <laughs> You're going to do this to my friend, Andrew Siciliano, who comes on the show whenever I ask, and now he's going to find out because somebody's going to say, hey, did you hear Bruno and Miss Robin <laughs> doing jokes? That is bullshit, Robin. I, that, that is, how dare you? How dare you do that? This guy's a pretty old dude, too. He's not some young spring chicken like Andrew. Well, I bet you Andrew wishes he were related to this guy with the amount of money that he would likely inherit. Heck, I, I, would, I would wish I were in, uh, related. Jesus. So anyway, he goes down to the Scarlet Pearl Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. And he takes out $3.5 million. 3.5 biggies. And he says, hey, bitches, I'm the Mattress Mac. Give me plus 220 on the Houston Astros to win the World Series. In other words, for every $100 bet, he gets $220. So he's getting the Astros, who are the favorite now to win the World Series, but he's getting them with some decent odds for a team that many believe could and will win the World Series. So if that hits, if the Houston Astros, who start their American League uh, Series on Thursday, I believe, after these uh, preliminary round DSs are over, the other wild card game is tonight, of course, uh, the Rays and the A's tonight in a battle of the who spent the the least amount of money in baseball but still is in the playoffs while your shitty overpriced team isn't. Bowl. And that's going to be hard to put on a trophy. But you got the. <laughs> they had so to anyway, really tiny. So, you know how much he would make if the Houston Astros won the World Series with how, this $3.5 million? $7.7 million is the payout. Holy moly. So, this dude well, is risking $3.5 million to win $7.7 million. Now, this is apparently a hedge bet. Against an offer he made earlier in the year, 
promising to refund customers their money on purchases of $3,000 or more on bedding furniture from his stores if the Astros won. So this is him hedging his bet that if he has to pay out to all of his customers, then that's how he's going to make his money. So he's he's hedging his bet, yeah. hoping that if the Astros win, he makes seven point seven, and then, that and then he can he, give the money to all the people who bought he, mattresses. Who, who, because he's going to have to pay three thousand dollars to every single person. No, yeah, three thousand dollars to every single person that bought bedding and furniture over three thousand dollars worth from his stores. Okay, well that's and, the, hey, listen, good for him. The guy does a lot of good things. You know, we're talking about Bill Bidwell and all the good things he did. People only think about bad stuff when it comes to owners of football teams, rich guys. He started as a ball boy. Jim, uh, Bill Bidwell. Did you know that, Robin? I did not know that. Started as a ball boy. By the way, this is the biggest bet ever placed in a Mississippi casino and is possibly one of the largest in the country. Yeah, well, you think people are walking into a casino in Mississippi and plunking down $3.5 million on anything? How much did you say that he would take? 7.7. Oh, no, they're now saying that it would be $11.2 million. How do you figure that? If it's plus 220, the odds, the story that I read is he got the Astros to win the World Series at plus 220. That means if he bets a million dollars, again, we're going to do math here. So for every $100, so in other words, every $1,000, he gets $2,200 for every $1,000 bet. For every million dollars bet, he gets 220. No, he gets, for every million, he would get $2.2 million. You follow me so far? I'm doing this, my, and I'm bad at math. 220 on, is, is 220 to 1. So, in other words, if he bets a million dollars, he gets 2.2. If he bets $2 million, he gets 4.4. If he bets $3 million, he gets 6.6. For whatever reason, this particular article, Article then he must have gotten better than two than plus two twenty. Yeah, because he's saying that uh, he could stand to take home eleven point two million dollars if the um, Astros take. Well, they're the title. wrong, and people rip my math skills, and I suck at math, but I know I'm right on this one, Robin. So I got to give you one of those or whoever the source is for your story. This is uh, an article written by Brian Murray on Fansided.com. What does Fansided know? What do they know, Robin? I don't know. They don't know jack. But uh, yeah, um, Dean says, wow, Tony with some basic math today, and he did it successfully. You know, I got to give myself a roaring round. I, it's not, I'm not one to pat myself on the back because I'd probably separate my shoulder, and it's not worth it. Dean is ripping you, by no, the way. He and said, he said, I he, gave up basic, basic math, and I was right. Well, this is he's ripping you on uh, regarding yesterday's show, saying, um, not yesterday, the day before, Mr. Monday Night. He's saying, Mr. He has a screenshot of Monday's show saying Mr. Monday Night is going down. He's going down hard tonight. It's called gambling karma. Well, yeah, I was wrong. I, I picked this Cincinnati bang. I picked the Bengals, but I also picked the under. Exactly. Meanwhile, Dean took the Pittsburgh Steelers and the over. So guess what? We both did the same thing. We both went one and one. He was texting me during the show Monday night telling me, oh, the over. They're hammer the over. Hammer the over. Hammer this, bitch. The under one, <laughs> 27 to 3. How many points is that? The Pittsburgh Steelers scored 27 points. 27, okay. 28, 29, 30. 30 points is 
not as great as 44. You needed actually 45 points. So if you took the over, you only came up 15 points short of your goal of hitting the over. And for that, Dean, I'm going to give you (laughs) one of these, sucker. Guess who, Tony Bruno? That is bullshit right there. Nobody rips themselves more than I do when I'm wrong. But when I'm right, I ain't playing that shit. And this man right here calling right now, he was wrong. He was wrong. Hey, 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 Tony, how you doing? Beautiful, man. All right, so the reason why, Robin, you got that screenshot, right? I do. And that was, that was during, that was before, that was on the show on Monday. Yep. It was because, Tony, I gave your listeners now, I'm 5-0 and on my college give-outs, and you gave me no credit. So that was, I was, I was telling you right then and there by not giving me any credit, karma's going to bite you in the ass, and it did. It wasn't karma, it was a horseshit pick by me. Andy Dalton Dalton bit me in the ass. Guess what? You know where the horseshit pick was? This is why, here's my my logic. Tony, the Cincinnati Bengals are giving up 28 points per game this year, okay? I know, I was wrong. So, no, no, listen. So this is why, this was my logic. I'm not talking about you. The Cincinnati Bengals giving up 28 points a game, okay? So if I like the over, I'm thinking the Bengals have to score 30 points to get me to the over because they're going to give up 28. That's why I felt Cincinnati in the three was the proper side because I thought they were going to score just as many as Pittsburgh did, which they did put up. Yeah, you're right. You thought that. I thought Cincinnati would find a way to win a game, and they did because they suck. And even though I said all the numbers favored Pittsburgh, I mean, it, it it was the most lopsided trends of any game played this year. And I just, I just had a hunch. I thought, you know, if they're going to win a game. Remember, the Bengals in their first two games, they go to Seattle, they play tough. Then they lose. Then they come back and play tough in their third game. And they lose these games. I figure they're going to be home on a Monday night. The Steelers have their number. Their quarterback, Mason Rudolph, hasn't proven anything. Andy Dalton, obviously, is not good. But he's been around a long time. I figure they steal one. But, you know, no A.J. Green. And then Ross gets hurt. They suck. And then Joe Mixon... For all these people who are masturbating about Joe Mixon, I got him on my fantasy team. Joe Mixon sucks, does he not? <laughs> I know their offensive line sucks, but what has Joe Mixon done for that team? Oh, no, I agree. You, see, you know, it's just how it goes. One year you have a great year, the next year, you know, everybody thinks you're going to be great the next year, and they're not. I mean, it's... wait a minute. Clarky Bob says, impeach Mr. Monday Night. Impeach. What? <laughs> you know, you don't need to do much anymore to get impeachment proceedings started. Man, that's rough. Mr. Monday Night's been pretty damn solid to impeach. No, no, this year, let me. Yeah, my record, Mr. Monday Night has been. Let's see, I was three and two going into the game, which is not Mr. Monday Night quality. So then I want. So I get one and one. So I'm one and one. So now on Monday nights, I'm four and three, which is not even profitable. That's probably break even at this point, right? So Mr. Monday Night. Four, four and three on Thursday night. Mister Thursday night is five and zero, oh, right? And then on Sundays, I have it written down here somewhere. See, I don't even blow my own horn enough. I don't have the. I don't scream on the radio. Call my nine hundred number and you for thirty nine ninety five. I'm going to give you my pick. That's going to lose, and if I lose, I don't have to do shit to give it back to you. I'm seventy percent. I have a seventy percent winning percentage. 
I got ripped because I was on the phone and I couldn't think off the top of my head who Oklahoma State was playing at the time. And I said, it doesn't matter who they're playing, they're going to cover. And then I showed you my other lock of the day was, how many points did I say Michigan was going to put up? Remember my text? 59. No, I said they were going to put up a 40-burger. Remember the text? Well, you were wrong. They put up 59 on Maryland. Exactly. So which I is now basically. On Saturday. So I am 6-0 and with my college lock. Listen, am I, I'm, I'm not going to rip. What am I going to do, rip you? I call you the dean of college football. I don't no, I rip your college picks. On Monday, that's why I sent out that text. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I love guys. Who, like, I love these guys on, on the, on, right now. Huh. Over was the play. No, it wasn't. You know why over wasn't the play? Because it didn't go over. Over's only the play when they win. You were 15 points short. It wasn't even over close to play, being the over. You like the Bengals, Tony. If you like the Cincinnati Bengals, the over was the play because Cincinnati average is giving up 28 points themselves. So if you like Cincy, even if it's minus the three, okay, if the other team's going to score 28. How, did, how do I know what the teams are going to score? That's why there's an over and under. I don't think I didn't think Pittsburgh was going to score 27 points. I didn't think I didn't think Cincinnati was going to score 27 points. I thought I the thought game Cincinnati would go over. And when people rip me and say the over is the play, if the over it was at 15 points short, that means the over wasn't the play. You know what I'm saying? Just like the yeah, Bengals, the Bengals weren't the play. You get it? Before the game starts, you can't handicap turnovers. How many turnovers were there by a team when they're down inside the red zone? Usually Cincinnati all year long, that was the first time all year they got in the red zone and didn't put up points. I hear you, man. They should have scored on their first. They got a turnover on their second possession, and they couldn't score. They had a se- That's when I shut the game off. That's when I knew my pick <laughs> sucked. Dean, I have to ask you a favor. Don't get him more riled up than he already God is today. God damn it. Damn it, Dean. I may shut the show down early if this shit continues. I'm here busting my ass, and then you're going to call me and rip me when I have the same record as you do when you were 1-1 one and one on Monday night, and I was 1-1 one and one on Monday night. 1-1 one and 1-1 one and one and one add up to the same damn thing. So and I posted you. on the page yesterday before you made your pick the same two picks you got, so we're both 2-0 and oh yesterday on the baseball. We should open up our own website, Tony, and start charging people. You're damn right I should. I'm broke AF, said, man. What's this I? There's, there's no I in team. I said we. Well, let's do it. Let's do it, and I'll bang people. People should, would be willing to pay upwards of $75 a pick, especially on there's Thursday no, nights, man. There's, Tony, there's no I in team, <laughs> but there is an M and an E. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, I'll let you get off the phone. Oh, you better have some damn Friday night down. picks. I don't want to hear Boys. this boasting. I want the picks. I want winners, bro. I Robin, want I winners. Bye. <laughs> I want Bye, damn Dean. winners. Don't be calling up and saying, hey, I picked this, and when people don't see it. People see my picks. I post them. Yes, you There's do. no hiding around. There's no manipulation. There's not like a lot of these national handicappers who claim they did this and this, but you never see their picks. Thepropsnetwork.com. Exactly For right. those of you who are wondering where Tony's picks are, they're posted there first, and then they immediately attriculate to all of the social media sites. Matriculate in- or attriculate? What did you say? Matriculate? It's matriculate, Robin. I think that's what I said, or at least that's what my I brain said I was saying. Well, winners, baby. Um, I want winners. They matriculate out, and they also show up on Tony's personal, TonyBrunoShow.com. Damn right. You know what this show's all about. Cash, homie. Damn right. So that is, again, the Props Network.com. And the great thing about the Props Network is that 
They don't charge it. They don't charge you. And they have all the different betting sites that are available in every single state. Yep. Um, and they just they tell you which one you're getting yeah, the best deals. Yeah, they're a portal. If they're they, like a portal. Right. So you go on there. There's nobody trying to sell you picks. There's nobody telling you, hey, my record's so-and-so. They have me on there making picks. They have another guy on so there making no picks. Touts. No touts. It's just all of the different sites where you can go and bet. FanDuel, you know, all the big ones. And a lot of, a lot of foreign ones, a lot of offshore thing, stuff. The other thing that's really great is that if there is one of the sites that's running a special, like, uh, yes. you know, bet 50 bucks and you'll give, they'll match you $50 or exactly. whatever, they will tell you about it. So you can go on there and make sure that you're getting the best deal on all the different locations. But you know what we have tonight, though, Robin? No, you can't proposition Robin on the Props Network. You can give me props, though, bitches. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Hockey action returns. You know what I'm saying, Robin? Got to get the freshest, latest hockey action. Now, of course, the Flyers... You know where they are, Robin. They don't play till Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock our time, which, of course, is nighttime in Prague in the Czech Republic. You know what I'm saying? And then Friday at 2, Flyers open up against the Chicago Blackhawks. They are only going to have 20 players, 11 forwards, 7 defensemen, 2 goalers. And they got a cap situation, and that's why they got they're going to bring guys up. Joel Farabee is going to be up and down, the 19-year-old kid who grew up in Syracuse, but his dad's a big Philly fan. So Joel Farabee is a young kid you have to uh-huh. look out for. He's probably going to start at Lehigh Valley, and then he's going to be up and down. Left-handed shot looks good. Morgan Frost. They got some young players, and that's the thing. You got a lot of young players, and you want to see them develop in every sport. But anyway, in hockey action tonight, Robin. Let me pull it up right now, she said. Excuse me while I whip out my hockey selections, Robin. Let me get the theme going a bit. And, of course, ESPN has the Tampa Bay-Oakland game at the top of their page. But guess what they have after hockey? The UCL, Robin. And you know I love me some soccer. Yes, but it's still... Is soccer now... Is the Champions League more popular than the National Hockey League now in this country? And you know me, I'm not a soccer hater, Robin. No, you do. You love you love you some soccer. Exactly right. I don't think so. I would think that hockey would still be a bigger It's draw. not that cuz ESPN doesn't have hockey, so they're not going to they're not going to do it. Dean's got a three-team parlor three-way tonight. Unfortunately, it's only in sports, not in real life. His first NHL bet of the night, Toronto. Tampa tomorrow, Flyers on Friday. So you're going to have to go over 3 days to wait for that parlay to hit. I don't have that kind of patience. Tonight, the Ottawa Senators are in Toronto, eh? In the building up there. And the Ottawa Senators and the Leaf. Senators, of course, trying to build the bill from last year, made the playoffs. I got to find the numbers in these games, though. How many pucks do I have to lay? I haven't been laying many pucks lately. I've been... Pooping pucks lately because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a painful thing. And also tonight, you know who else is playing tonight, Robin? Who else is playing?
Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, Washington Capitals against the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blue tonight after they raise the banner. By the way, uh, St. Louis minus 140 on the money line tonight. Capitals in St. Louis, eh? And then Toronto and uh, I mentioned Toronto open it up tonight at home, uh, the Maple Leafs. Minus 300 over the Senators. Wasn't that long ago that the Leafs sucked. Now they're a 3-1 to favorite at home tonight when they drop the puck up in Toronto A at 7 o'clock. Also tonight on the schedule. You know who else we got, Robin? We got your Vancouver Canuck and your Edmonton Oiler King. Canucks have won their last five season openers out there. They'll go for six in a row in Edmonton tonight in Alberta, eh? And Edmonton minus 125 on the betting line if you're scoring at home. And if you are, congratulations. Have a nice Molson. And finally, in Las Vegas tonight, Robin. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Vegas. Your Golden Knights get it underway against the San Jose Sharks, eh? Remember that great playoff series last year when the boys were mucking it up in the corners and all the other places where they can gather? Vegas tonight, minus 180. That game starts at 10.30 in the East. 7.30 in Vegas, baby. Vegas. So there you have it. We got how many games tonight, Robin, in the National Hockey League? Were you keeping track? One. How many games tonight? Two. Three. Four. Four damn hockey games tonight. And this time, it counts. Exactly. Tony? We, 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 we cannot vi- bet on the Tennessee prom gender contest in Las Vegas, though. We just had a video sent to us. A video? Is it good from the PPA? Is it uh, gay no, porn? This is obviously somebody who was listening earlier to your uh, your talking about wanting to do, to create a drink, an Im- impeachment drink. Yes, somebody. Uh, uh, see, I should I should be a, a mixologist or a bartender. Yes. Well. Is there an impeachment drink that's being served? There is an impeachment drink. George from the Martha's American Grill. And where is that? In New Jersey. I'm not sure where it is. Martha. Sent this video. Now, this video just came out recently. This is George. And guess what? He's making an impeachment drink? Yes. Now, listen. I didn't steal this. I thought of this myself. I'm sure other people who have brilliant minds, much like your favorite reporter, Tony Bruno, probably thought the same thing. Well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Not yet. I'm not doing <laughs> that right Dean. now. And thank you. <laughs> Dean. No, that yeah. was not Dean's the, blurb yeah, sound, was, was it? Yeah, that was Dean. That was Dean's blurb sound. But here, let, let's go to George from, what was it called again? Martha's American Grill. In which city in New Jersey? I'm not say? sure where it is. Oh, this is really, is there any audio on here? What's in this? So there's it, this mold. Look, it's got to be mold, mold mint, mint, which there's, is what I said earlier when peaches, I concocted. So he's mulling the mint and the peaches together. So he's got like peach. What does he have? Like peach puree, or does he have actually like slices of uh, freestone peaches? Slices. So it's peach, fresh peach yeah. slices. Are they freestone peaches, Robin? As uh, we say in Jersey. What does that mean? It means they don't charge you for the. Oh, hold for on. The, for the, for the, for the, this was not even 
They don't. They don't charge it for the stone. See, it's a joke. It's free stone peaches. All peaches have stones. So it looks like there's a lemon juice, mint. What else? Peaches. Muddled. There, now Muddle he's muddling pizzas. them. He's muddling them, and then he's putting in maybe some, I don't know. Schnapps. What this is, like, happening way too fast, and there's no audio. Damn it. How rude. Is uh, is AOC the bar back in this video where she should be right now? Oh, there's of, uh, George. Say hello to George. Hi, George. Why? Is he calling in? No. Oh, I no, mean, he's showing he's, himself? He's showing himself there. So I now he's mixing in a segment. That's one of those uh, ball jars. Yes. You know, with the little the handle on the mason, mason jars, not ball. Not Lonzo ball. So this now he's filling up. Crock of shit. No, it's not. I'm giving you the recipe for impeachment. So for all you people who want impeachment now, you can get your damn impeachment. You can go to your bar. And you can have it served over ice, and it looks delicious. So it, it's, it's a, once again, the recipe is. Oh, and there's topped it off with a little bit of soda. A squirt of soda in there. The impeachment, and it looks delicious. No, it doesn't. It looks like shit. My drink was better. My drink was mulled mint. And then you put some peach schnapps in there. And then you can put some real peaches in there, too. But you got to have schnapps to make a drink. Then you got to put in either cranberry. You got to put something blue because all of these impeachment honks want everybody to turn blue again. Most of the impeachment honks have blue balls because they haven't gotten laid any time recently. But, hey. Exactly. Oh, actually, this is kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> Indiegogo is now trying to come up with money. Indiegogo? Indiegogo, which is one of those fundraising, the crowd fundraising oh, places. Oh, I thought it was a new bar that where they didn't take any clothes off. They are trying to... They're with a bunch of chicks with hairy underpits, you know, the indie chicks. They don't shave their pits and stuff, so they're indie, and they do go-go where they have all their body no, hair still they're showing. Trying to, they're trying to earn money by, and they came up with the impeach. Oh, so there's drink. another impeach drink? Yes, it's a peach seltzer hydrator. So what do you, what's the recipes for the sons of bitches? No, this is just some seltzer water to uh, help put POTUS on ice, introducing the impeach. Oh, so it's already in a bottle for yes. you. So you don't and have to get like, all triggered right. and then start screaming impeach. You just go buy this shit, you open it up, and you yes. pour it over glass. Put POTUS on ice. That's brilliant. That's actually pretty funny. It is funny. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that the, all this impeachment stuff is, is sparking new industry out there. Absolutely. People are going, you know, you know, look how much money. money people are making and you know on how, their derangement. And you know how we can make this money? Because we live in a capitalistic country. Exactly right. Amazing. I gave you the story last night where we're laying in bed, we're watching some stuff, and then in Portland, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen, this is our woke part of the portion of the program. In Portland, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen, the city officials are now banning urinals in men's rooms. It's a sensitivity remodel. Okay, so wait, wait. So it's just the stand-up urinals. They're not banning men's rooms. They're banning no, just the No, they ur- are now banning urinals in the men's room of all their buildings that are run by the city of Portland. So they can't go into your house and say, if you've got a urinal, rip that thing out of the wood. Not yet. They'll get to that eventually. Well, but most right now, don't have urinals. No, some people have urinals. we got a bidet. They may come in there and take the damn bidet out. No, because we have the bidet that goes from the front all the way to the back, or the back all the way to the front. So yeah, but are we gender back. neutral though? That's not yes. a gender neutral bathroom, Robin. Yes, it is. Well, we don't. We don't. We're not government. We're private citizens, Robin. 
So now the Portland City Council has banned urinals in the men's room of their new administration building to make transgender people feel more accepted. So in other words, if you're a guy and you want to pee in a urinal, you won't be able to do that anymore because you'll have to go into a stall and then piss on the seat like most dirtball guys do. Which women do too. Yeah, but but guys, when guys, a lot of guys are pigs. They go into a bathroom, at least in a urinal, if they're peeing on the floor, they're peeing on the floor and they're peeing on themselves, right, when you're at a urinal. Yeah, okay, I Okay, guess. but now you're taking the urinals out and you're putting all stalls and you're Just putting stalls. in toilets. So one, it's going to take longer. So now the exactly. And the lines are going to be longer, right? Right. Lines are going to be longer because now you're going to join the, the female folk where the lines are always longer because everybody's waiting for the stall. Um, now, I have a suggestion. So here's, let me, re- let me finish okay. the story. Okay. They're going to spend $195,000. And this is just in, apparently, their new administration building. And here's the best part. In an email, Chief Administrative Officer Tom Reinhardt told city employees, quote, we will continue to have gender-specific male and female multi-stall restrooms that are readily available to any employee that prefers to use one. But... There will be no urinals and no doors in any restroom in the building. Well, there's going to be doors. Yeah, I'm joking. You're joking about that part. Uh, yeah, I'm, no I'm doing urinals. my... No urinals. So, yeah, there's still going to be a men's room. Still going to be... A, they're going to have signs that say men's and ladies. <laughs> but in the men's room, when you got to go take a leak, you go in there and you piss on the seat. Or if you lift it up and you forget... To put it back down, and some broad goes in there and sits her ass down on that cold, absolutely I, cold, I don't damp know any woman that actually basin. sits down. But Brett Michaels, Metal God, says, I don't mind sitting in a puddle of piss as long as the person was drinking biodegradable, biodegradable organic soy milk from pig nipples. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta make, you make exceptions. You gotta understand. <laughs> You know, specify. As long. Let, let me read on from uh, Mr. Reinhardt. I'm convinced that this is the right way to ensure success as your employer, remove arbitrary barriers in our community, and provide leadership that is reflective of our shared value. I thought transgenders were allowed to go into whichever I, I, restroom. I, I don't they know. Were I, the rules change every hour, Robin. Plans seem to indicate that the city expects men's men and women to use the new gender neutral bathrooms at the same time. So then why have a men's sign on it and a woman's sign on the doors so they're if they all have just stalls? Wait, wait, wait. This means that they're going to have three restrooms. One men's only, one women's only, and then one gender neutral in the middle where they come together as one. According to this uh, the state dude, the building's first, third, and 15th floors will have large multi-stall bathrooms ah, that men and women can okay. use together. So when you're taking that dump, that uh, Ernestine in, in the stall next to you is bleeding profusely and has dropped her tampon on the ground, unfortunately, you'll just say, excuse me, can I pick that up for you, darling? I'm here to help. Did you have to go there, Tony Bruno? I'm just trying to think of the possibilities that could happen here, Robin. Despite their supposed pride in their new bathrooms, the city would not spare an in-city employee any comments to the media 
So despite their supposed pride in the new bathroom, the city would not spare... Oh, I see. They would not put anybody in public to make any comments to the media about this. That seems a lot of waste of money. It is a waste of money. And listen, they can do whatever they want. It's their city. The people don't like it. Tough shit. And if you got to take a tough shit... And the only way mind, you can do it. I actually still don't mind the uh, the the joint bathrooms. I mean, it, it doesn't make any difference to me as long as there's a door. I don't care if there's somebody that. Right. I agree. I mean, men are pigs. Okay, I don't even like being in a bathroom. Well, women, no. I don't even like going into a public bathroom when there's a man in the stall next to me. Women are pigs. They are just as big a pigs as the men are. Trust me. I've been in bad. They're disgusting. And here's the this worst is what part. I suggest. This yes. is this is what I think. So now the default position in public restrooms is for the seat to be down. I think, now at home, absolutely, because you're walking around in the middle of the night and a woman usually has to pee. Yeah, and, and I always put the seat, I do. lift it up you to do. pee, and I always put it down. Yes, Luigi, on the other hand, well, he's, it's a whole other story. He's a but also. I think in public, <laughs> in public, the default position should be the seat up because 95% of the time, both the men in this situation and women mostly hunker. Well, men are standing up, but women are hunkering, and they get pee everywhere anyway, so the seat should be default position up. Oh, that's kind of happy. That's Jolly Roger, 673. Yeah. No, that, Say, I think that's Senior 20 Deep. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jolly Roger also had a walk senior on town, too. So, oh. that. Uh, so no, that's Senior 20 Deep. Yeah, he just got me. Jolly Roger was the happy song. Damn him. Damn him. What up, yo? Now, so, here's so the question. You, wait, but don't you agree that this, the, the default position, like, I think that there should, should be on a spring. I think that, it, like, if you need to sit down, you have to actually hold the seat and put it down and then sit on it. And then as soon as you get back up again, that seat just, like, automatically goes up. I and think stays they up. should spend $1 billion to make sure that not only are they all stalls, get rid of the urinals. Throw them out the windows, let them smash on the sidewalks. Hopefully they'll hit some of those Antifa jerk-offs walking down the street with the masks on. And then spend as much money as you can of the taxpayer money up in Portland, Oregon. Because they're just not depressed enough about the bad weather up there. How horrible it is and all the crap that goes on. And it's a beautiful city, by the way. Honestly. And then they have to have some sort of an electronic device. So that if you do want to pee standing up. You push a button so you don't have to, or they have to give you gloves as you enter so that you can then put the gloves on first. So they must provide nitrile gloves for everyone who enters. Okay. And then you have a choice. You could pick up the toilet seat yourself, piss on the toilet seat if you're a man, and then they have to have uh, wipes next to it so that if a woman comes in and wants to use that same toilet seat that some lazy bastard guy forgot to put the seat down on, or left the seat down and pissed on it but didn't clean it off, then the woman who goes in there goes in and then has to take a wipe and then dry that same toilet seat off. No, I want to make sure everybody's happy here. What happens if a guy goes in there and pees on the seat? Right? Uh It happens. And then a woman goes in there. It's the only stall open. And then she goes in there, and she she has to sit down to pee, and there's pee all over the seat. You don't have to sit down to pee. You you're gonna hover over a toilet yes. seat if you're a woman. Yes. Then what's I the purpose of having what's the, the purpose time. of having stalls instead of urinals? My point exactly. I hover. I am on public toilets. I do not sit down. It's too disgusting. Listen I, again. I've used unisex bathrooms. 
I'm not that. I'm not. You I know, don't care what people you do. You know where I do sit I'm down? I'm talking about the government trying to tell everybody how to live. That's my problem. That's my problem with any. Don't tell me how play, to pee. Don't action. tell me how to poop. Don't tell me anything. Play action real. I'm sorry about the pee on the seat. I was trying to spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> now, the U.S., I don't know what is wrong with the U.S. and public restrooms. I mean... The U.S. just cannot figure this out. In Europe, they have the best public restrooms in the world. In France, Belgium, and the Netherlands, I believe, in public restrooms, they have the stalls that get, like, as soon as you're done and that door closes, it gets a power wash from oh, top yeah, to bottom. Thing, I mean, burn. they, they like, steam clean the rest. Those they're, they're, the, they're the big ones that are round. That sucker literally gets washed. There's, like, a whole – it's like a car wash in there. So – that's amazing. And then um, they also have, have you seen these all over Europe? It's the, the seat that has a, instead of a, um, the, the, the seat covers that you can take one by one and right, put down right. and they always fall off and rip apart. Yep. Um, they have a seat cover that rolls around the seat. Like yeah, I've seen sleeve. that. Yeah, you push a button and then it comes around and it yes. wraps it. But those right? things always break and shit. Oh, I've never had one. I've seen them. I've seen them break. And even the things, you want to take it out of the side, and you put that little thing, you the perforation in the middle to push it down, mm-hmm. and then that thing falls into the filthy water that's already there. I just want to take a piss. I just want to poop. You know, and, and by the way, go into any public restroom. Go into any train station, any bus depot. Go into a gas station on the side road somewhere where there's only bathroom on the outside. Go in there and tell me, that you would not be better off and more sanitary just taking a dump in the grass right behind that gas station or right behind that. That's why people shit on the beaches in in Venice. At least when they shit on the beaches, they just cover it up with the sand until some unsuspecting kid comes along with his little shovel and he takes out a fresh turd. But at least it's battered. It's battered nicely with the sand. And you go into those toilets. Instead of... (laughs) <laughs> pooping on the sand, they need to walk down to the water and poop in the water. So exactly, that will make it a lot better. Well, no, I mean it, it goes out. The fish eat it. It's fine. <laughs> now, of course, our good friend Stephen Detroit. Yesterday's show was good. Today's show is a dumpster fire. Well, it is a little weird. We've we've we've. We, well, you started off with hemorrhoid talk. And listen, I'm still <laughs> sitting here at three thirty. I could have been a dick. I could have said, that's enough shit for one day. That's enough of this bullshit. I've had enough. Enough is enough. How are you feeling, by the way? I wasn't thinking about it until we started talking about pooping and <laughs> hovering over toilets. I can't imagine. And I hate that, too, because guys hate to hover. Women have to. But guys, you know, they don't even think about it when they go into a public restroom. I know. I do. I look as soon as I go into a bathroom, I know immediately that I am not going to go to the bathroom in that bathroom. And at least when there's a urinal, you could at least pee. Yeah. But if you're a guy and there's no urinal and you have to go into a toilet, you still have to. And like nobody flushes it. Well, and this is the other thing is that (laughs) in a urinal for a guy, you don't have to touch anything other than yourself, right? Because there's no flushing, there's no. Touching of toilet paper exactly. or, or s- stall doors that might have all sorts of crap on it. we got all it, kinds literally. of transmittable diseases making a comeback in this country. And now I'm going to go into a public bathroom and hover and worry about getting Whoa. diseases. And wait, then wait, there's wait. no toilet paper. Then what do you do? It's just bullshit. It's an outrage. 
One from Callie says, need good knee strength. Oh, no, thighs. It's your thigh muscles that need good strength, depending on, you know. I did that in the car the other night driving home. Because of the pain, uh-huh. I'm sitting on my cushion, but because the cushion still pushes down and allows the contact with the seat. In this case, seat. the cushion was not for the pushing. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and I have this cushion that's supposed to keep your butt from actually touching. Yes. It's, 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 and so I actually drove home with my left leg pushing me in the upright position so that I wasn't touching and then still driving with my right foot on the gas and brake. That's how ambidextrous and amphibious I am. I'm amphibious. Well, if you ever want something, some entertainment, look at all the various types of toilets that are all around the world. We. I know. I listen. I don't. Everybody has the one thing we can all agree on. We all have to go to the bathroom. Yes. We all have to pee. We There's all have to book. poop. There's a book out. We all Everyone have to pee. Poops. We have to poop. We have to eat. We have to sleep. And what else? And we have to breathe. That's pretty much it. We all have to breathe. Dirty air, clean air, whatever. We have to breathe to stay alive. We have to eat to stay alive. Uh-huh. We have to pee to stay alive. Yes. We have to poop to stay alive. And then, of course, what was the fifth one? Let's see. We have to... We, we have to breathe. We have to breathe. We have to breathe, eat, pee, poop, and what's the fifth one? Sleep. And complain again. Uh, complain about the PPA. That's that's in the top sleep. five. <laughs> and sleep. You have to sleep. So yes, there is a book called <laughs> "Everyone Poops" by Taro Gomi. Anybody that has young children probably had this book in their house. <laughs> I'm sitting on a, do- a donut. Let me show you right now. See that baby right there? Look at that. Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. This is called the uh, Five Stars United. Isn't that a soccer team? Now, I, I don't know how to sit on this because are both sides the same height? You sit with the hole. I know the hole's got to be in the middle. The, you sit oblong. You don't sit front to, front, front to back. Your coccyx is supposed to go on the little divot in the back. What about medulla oblongata? How, where does that go? It stays in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what the medulla oblongata is? And isn't that the thing in the back? No, that's part of your brain, I think, Robin. No, 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 no. Yes, it is. What's the medulla? Oh, hold on. Of course, we learned that, of course, in a... You know where that, that line is famous from, right? It's the movie with Adam Sandler in it. Right. Medulla oh, oblongata. You, oh, damn. I told you it's part of your brain, Robin. Yeah, you're right. What's the thing that's in the Let back? Let me give you, know? you one of these right now, and then you doubted me when I was right. Well, Jesus. Well, you know, some there are a lot of times when you're wrong. Wait a minute. Yes, and when I'm wrong, water boy. When the professor is in the... spaceship within range, sir. Hang on here. Good. Fire a warning shot across her nose. What's going on? It's either the 4th of July or someone's trying to kill us. Keep firing, assholes, and stop Stop the, the hammering. Jesus. The the dangly thing in the back of your throat is the the uvula, the, the pala- uvula. palatine uvula. Uvula. That's fun to say. Uvula. Yeah, I know her. Uvula. I know her. Isn't that the line? Hey, let me uh let me dent your uvula, baby. 
That's one of my good pickup lines that I always use. Oh, yeah, that's a great pickup hey, line. What say we test your uvula? Uvula. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that uh, Tom Brady didn't deflate my... This is not an inflatable one. This is a... Robin got this from Amazon. Yes. We didn't I even... put this on the Amazon wish list. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's on my Amazon shit list, actually. <laughs> That would have been weird. <laughs> Do you oh. have the medulla oblongata scene, Robin? Did you find it for me? Oh, I will find it. Anytime we do that, we have to show people who don't know where we're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pay taxes, by the way. People always say, you know, you have to do this. and You, have, you don't have to pay taxes. If you refuse to pay taxes, you can flee the country and avoid, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about it. You abandon your family, your kids, your home, your wife, whatever you have to abandon. And you just go on the lam and go and move to a foreign country. Then you don't have to pay taxes unless you get caught in a foreign country. Is anyone here yes. can tell me why most alligators are abnormally aggressive? I know the answer to this question. Raise your hand. Anybody? Anyone? Yes or you, sir? Mama said that. Alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. <laughs> Your mama said alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, I'll use Alligators are aggressive because of an enlarged medulla oblongata. It's the sector of the brain which controls aggressive behavior. That is correct. The medulla oblongata. The medulla oblongata is where anger, jealousy, and aggression come from. Now, damn right. Is there anybody here? Anybody knows that? It's me. Happiness. I was going to say. I think you have an enlarged medulla oblongata. All right. Let's hear what Mama has to say on the subject. Mama say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. <laughs> well, folks, Mama's wrong again. <laughs> no kind of Sanders, you're wrong. Mama's right. Mama Sanders. Mama's right. Mama's right. Something wrong with his medulla oblongata. <laughs> Coach Klein said I could. Mr. Coach Klein said I could. It's fine. Matt, get rid of that Madula. That, that, the guy did look like uh, Colonel Sanders. Yes, he did. I think he was one of the 52 Colonel Sanders that they've been using at KFC. 52, I think you're underestimating. Uh, you're probably right. <laughs> so there you have it, your Madula Oblongata update of the day. Now, by the way, 91 Sixers says, how come Kennedy unfollowed you on Monday? First of all, how would he know that Kennedy unfollowed me on Monday? And secondly, why would Kennedy unfollow me? I, She's my friend. I know. Let me see if I can find this and I'll find out. I'll have to text her and say, what the hell? Kennedy. Not Ted Kennedy. He's no longer with us. Kennedy Nation, she still follows me. What are you talking about? Right there, Kennedy, host of Kennedy, author of the Kennedy Chronicles. The golden age of MTV through rose-colored glasses. What the hell are you talking about, man? That's fake news shit. Kennedy has not unfollowed me. Let Dean, me repeat. 
I Kennedy has not unfollowed. Tina's saying that I don't follow him. What's your Who's new? Who's saying that? Dean. What is your new uh, Twitter handle? Because you oh, got... he's Pat's Life. What? <laughs> it's Pat's Life twenty nine or something like that. I yeah, don't know. I know because he was kicked off and then he had yeah, to create he, a new he, one. Yeah, he keeps getting At... he keeps getting jacked by Twitter. It's ridiculous, man. Jack is a Nazi. Let me report. Let I'm me sorry. repeat. Can you tell me again <laughs> what it is? I, I don't know. It's Pat's Life something. Let him text you the damn thing, Robin. We're trying to do a show here. So I don't know where you got that news from, Bo, but that's not wrong. Robin doesn't follow uh, SF Falcon either. Well, you know what he is? He's the, you see him. He's a Michigan guy on Twitter. Yeah, they don't use the same names on Twitter see, that they use on the, the air. How am I supposed to know who the frick you are? Because you can you see him the on there. Name. He's a Michigan apologist. He's got a Michigan helmet on there. It says Steve, 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 Steve. Text me your damn Twitter handle. Oh, hey, Steve Sarkeesian. Not Steve Sarkeesian, no. I know, but he's... Is he following you? Why is Steve not following me? Damn him. I think because he's pretty uh, much persona non grata right now. In his Abdullah Ablangata. Medulla Ablangata. Yeah, well, he Not Abdullah the Butcher, of course, former WWF superstar. He doesn't want to probably be reminded that I knew him in high school. Exactly right. Did you get wasted with Steve Sarkeesian, Robin? I did not. This is good, deep inside yes. college football knowledge right I, here, ladies and gentlemen. I did not get wasted with him, although I did get wasted with his sister, Amy. <laughs> so it was very in close proximity. However. See, Robin, people think that Robin doesn't know jack shit about sports. That may be mostly true. <laughs> but Robin has friends deep inside the college football community. I just happen to have gone to school with Steve's <laughs> younger sister, Amy. <laughs> and if you don't know what happened with Steve Sarkeesian, then Look you really up. don't care or follow the student athletes. Well, I am glad that he is clean and sober, and it looks like he stayed that way for a while, so good for him. By the way, did you see this video at the Bronx Zoo that was on CBS News last night, too? A woman on Monday went to the Bronx Zoo, not the New York Yankees Bronx Zoo from back in the day, the book that was written about the Yankees, which was called the Bronx Zoo, the real Bronx Zoo. Uh-huh. And she actually climbed over the fence and got into the lion's enclosure. Oh, that sounds real smart. And she stands there and is waving at the lion. Now, I'm going to point out. Now, obviously, you've seen the fences there. They're pretty low, so people can climb over it. But there's a moat between when you get over the fence and the actual I lion. I have the video. And the woman is standing there, and she starts waving to the lion. And then she starts dancing for him. And luckily, the lion, people are thinking, well, that's crazy because the lion, it's crazy. You shouldn't do it, first of all. It's stupid. But the bottom line is, the lion couldn't have gotten to her unless he could jump over that moat. So when you look at the shot from behind the fence. Oh, it looks fence, like they're right next to It looks to each like other, he, that but... lion is right there and can get her if he wants. But between the lion and the woman who's standing on the other side, there's a moat which keeps the lions from getting up and get, keeps people, to, people can still see the lion over a short fence, which then has a bunch of uh, shrubbery, and then a moat, and then the lion. But when you watch this video... ...already on the inside of the lion enclosure fence, waves at the giant animal. Then, as the lion stands still, glaring at her, she dances, seemingly carefree, just feet away across a small moat. 
The video was taken by another visitor to the zoo Saturday. By today, oh, Saturday. onlookers at the exhibit had heard about the dangerous ordeal. There was a woman who thought it was a good idea to go dancing with lions, and I'm wondering what the hell she was thinking. Andrea Arn's kids love lions, so she brought them by the exhibit, all the while wondering why the woman would do such a thing. And what was your initial reaction? That she was dumb. Why would you jump in with a wild animal? Sophia Shiametta says she knows better. I think it was kind of ridiculous that somebody would actually do that because they can die. John uh, yeah. Rubo heard the news while walking by with his Okay, well, I don't really son. care about all it's these comments. It's just to be conscious and, and smart about your act. Have these, these high fences. Nah, 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 Where's the stun gun? Where are the people with the darts? <laughs> Stupid. Luckily, she didn't, uh, and this no. isn't even in Florida. This is in the Bronx, yeah. New York. Maybe. You know, I mean, yes, so there was the moat there, and the, the line couldn't get to her. So she wasn't really in danger. She wasn't as stupid as it looks, but it's still stupid. Yeah. Plus, you're going to go in there and wave at the lion. Why can't you wave at the lion from the other side of the fence like other people do? Okay. I'm and what's gonna, the dance? The dance I don't get. I'm going to do something, ladies and gentlemen. She wanted to dance with lions. What about dancing with wolves, Robin? I mean, isn't that where it's really all about? But you know what, Tony? So you, got, you got it, Robin, dances with wolves. I get that. Right, well, why don't you then react to the joke? I get it. Without just, like, sloughing it off like it wasn't a brilliant moment of com comedic because genius. she probably thought that this was happening. Whoops. Oh, it's changed over. I hate it when that happens. Did you transit? She probably thought the lion was sleeping, Tony. No, nah, she saw that damn lion there. He was. She wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. I didn't know it was a male or female. I have to say, this is one of my favorite old times. This is songs. the original version. Yes. It's the best. By the tokens. You can't call them tokens anymore. That's racist. Now, I want to let everybody know, because I have all these damn people complaining at me, who are our fabulous fans. If you would like me to follow you on Twitter or the other social media, let me know what your handle is. And right now, special one-time offer only, I will follow you. Just let me know what your Twitter handle is. I scared Lily. She's sleeping here, and I just played a little drum next to her. Yeah, there was another version of this song, but this is the best, right? Who did the other version of this song, right? Uvula would be moving too fast to do that. Billy Rick 71. There you are. Hush, my darling. Follow. Shut your damn mouth. Hush, my darling. Don't be my darling. The lion's Or someone once said. Shut the fuck up and go outside. <laughs> Falcon 39 says, how can I tell you? Just just write it down here in the chat room, and then I'll follow you. Okay. Chase. Wait a minute. Who did the other version of this song, Robin? Um, I'm on my way. 
A wee ma wop, a wee ma wop. Isn't this an Italian song? Um, do you recognize any of these names, Tony? Because I don't. Well, this was 61, Billy, so this is the original. Billy Eichner? Is that? Billy Eichner's the actor dude. Okay. Billy on the street. He did a version of it, too? NSYNC did a version. Lebo, Robert John, Jay Lagala. I had some of that the um, other night. The Lullabies. No. That's, oh, that's an instrumental. It was in a movie, too. The, who did it in the movie? Tremolos. The tremolos. No, the Tremolos had another. The Tremolos did in the mid. Here Comes My Baby. Well, this is the Tremolos that did this one as well. They did? Uh-huh. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, let me hear it. The Tremolos' biggest hit. No, that's not a good version. And here nah. we have one in Spanish. The Nylons did it as well. Is the Nylons a familiar... Nah, no, the, who did it in The Lion King? Because they used it in The Lion King, Robin. So does Billy Eichner sing the version with Seth Rogen in the Lion King movie? I don't know. Let's, oh, yes, he does. Here it is. This Let's is, hear that one. Okay. This, is the, uh, this isn't the reboot of the reboot. This is the... say this right now just fucking sucks it fucking sucks <laughs> it to be does. out here it does this out of control that shit. song sucks. hold on a second this one's gonna be good no do it's not that no, there's no, no. only one good version no, we no. just played I it know, for you but i do love me some lady smith black mombazo oh, i love lady. i love i love all kind of black mombazo and they did Mugambo, I, so I have Mombazo. A this was really really good they always did that <laughs> Family live close to the jungle. Yeah, now this At is the legit. End of the day, they but it's still a rip off the tremolos. They have their supper. They were so good. Mm. What happened to them? Do they still do anything? Oh. Lady Smith, Black Mambazo? I'm sure they do. The boy becomes afraid. He hears all the sounds of the wild animals in the forest cheetahs, wolves. Jackals and lions. Jackals. She starts crying at the darkness and wild sounds that fill him with fear. Then his mother takes him in her arms and sings to him. The family is always strong together. They protect one another. Grandparents, his father and mother. How can this song be uncles, some white man aunts, shit? Cousins, They're in the jungle. And They're sisters. Africans. They're How is this white boy shit? Together. Okay, I'm following uh, EKT 8750, Commodore Air. Found you. All right, that's my flash forwarding moment. Um, See, that's not bad, but I'm not, that's why I don't go to musicals. That's why I don't go to musicals. This is the Tremolo's best song, Robin. You want to hear the best song by the Tremolos? This is the Tremolos. Okay, Roger Brown following you. Robin, you can do that after the show. 
know because I have to see it right here. See, the tokens did Lion Sleeps Tonight. The Tremolos did this song, this classic. Call Here Comes My Baby. Ready? In the Here comes my baby, here she comes now. And it comes as no surprise to me with another guy. Now here comes my baby, here she comes now. Again, never, ever, ever question my musical knowledge from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and not today. And here's Robin, forever talking on the phone. They knew this back in the 60s. Before Robin was even born, the Tremolos knew that Robin's forever talking on the phone. <laughs> Everybody now, here comes my baby. Now, Tony and everybody else, uh, if for some reason I missed following you and you would still like me to follow you, just... You followed me, camera guy? Just uh, hit me up on Twitter at Miss Robin. You me, camera guy? No matter And just hit me up. Miss Robin Austin. M-I-S-S-R-O-B-I-N-A-U-S-T-I-N. And that's pretty much where I am all on every single social media. Just hit me up there, and I will follow you back. I can't whistle, though. You can't whistle? Here comes my baby, bitch. I can whistle, just not very well. But I can whistle. See, they had a couple of big hits, but this was their biggest. The other song, not so much. It was a big hit, whoa, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just see this breaking news from Dean? What's the breaking news? Tampa Bay Rays are moving to Canada? No! What? What Hold is on. right? They haven't even won a stinking wild card game tonight. Are they going to leave right from Oakland after the wild card game tonight? I don't know if this is breaking news. This could be another story. I remember when the San Francisco 49ers, uh, 49ers, San Francisco Giants were going to move to Tampa Bay. Remember that? I don't, I don't, again, I have to confirm sources here. I don't just run with shit on this show. It's from TampaBay.com, which is the local news organization encompassing newspapers and other facilities down there. Ray Sternberg, let me read this. This is uh, from Mark Topkin out in Oakland, California, three hours ago from Oakland, where, of course, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland A's will play tonight for the right to probably get senselessly slaughtered by the Houston Astros in the National League Divisional Series in the wild card. Tampa Bay payroll, $69 million. They spent less than they did a year ago, and they went from 90 wins to 96 wins while cutting a bad contract. Against the Oakland A's, 
a team that has a payroll of $96.8 million, won 97 games for the second year in a row. They're the only two teams of the 11 lowest payroll teams. They're the only two that make the playoffs. Now, the Rays hadn't made it since 2013, but traditionally the Rays and the A's have done it with mirrors. They are the two best franchises as far as finding ways to get young players to actually contribute and make playoff runs year after year. So now Stephen Bronfman and colleagues, and you know Bronfman, they're the uh, booze people. Bronfman runs the booze company. He's got all kinds of – he's the guy that's trying to get baseball back to Montreal, where, of course, it went over so swimmingly the first time. Even though I love the Expos and I love those guys, Andre Dawson, and you you think of the great players who played for the Montreal Expos. So Ray's principal owner, Stuart Sternberg, he's going to have some interesting guests tonight at the A's – Rays AL wild card game. Again, this is from Tampa, the Tampa Bay Times. Stephen Bronfman, who's the leader of the group trying to bring baseball back to Montreal, is heading to Ka- Oakland with some colleagues. Sternberg, who announced in June the Rays would like to have the team split future seasons between Tampa and Montreal. You remember that story. They actually play in uh, St. Petersburg, as you know, Tampa Bay. Arranged for their tickets And the Tampa Bay Times has learned it's not clear if they will be seated together. Because that wouldn't be very obvious. The fact that people know that Bronfman and his boys are going to meet Sternberg and his boys in Oakland, and they're not going to be sitting in the same box. So they're going to be sitting in a box a couple of boxes away. And then people will be yelling, What's a fucking box? Bronfman's in the box. Sternberg's in the box. So Le Journal de Montreal said of the development via Google Translation, if the news seems at first sight innocuous, it is significant in the process of the possible return of Major League Baseball to Montreal. Now, of course, the Rays got permission earlier this year, in June, from Major League Baseball to explore this unprecedented thing. Now, remember, we've had baseball teams play in different cities. We had the Kansas City Omaha Kings in, in, in the NBA. Remember the Kansas City Royals? Mm-hmm. But the Kansas City Omaha Kings would split baseball games back in the day. But there was a media conference at the Dolly Museum. Not Hello, Dolly. That would be a different museum down in Dollywood in Tennessee, I believe, Robin. Now, you remember when, because they'd originally, they talked about this back in June, about splitting the season. Yeah, but but here's the thing. They're going to use, so they're going to have open-air stadiums in both places. Right. Which makes zero sense. (laughs) I mean, the only reason that Tampa Bay got the franchise there is so they would build a dome stadium because it rains a lot. That's what Miami Miami eventually had to do because they were playing outside and they get rained out every other day. Do you remember this scene that took place back when they announced it? Yep. That I was very pissed off. That was that one pissed-off Tampa Bay uh, Ray season ticket holder who yeah. showed up. He was not happy. 
Now, here's the, here's the more of the nuts and bolts. So the Rays actually can't negotiate with the city of Montreal or Bronfman. Bronfman's the guy from the big, he's the big booze icon. I think he had family members who got in trouble, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. One of the people in the Bronfman family has done some bad shit. Again, that's what happens with rich people. Beat Bronfman. B R O N F M A N. If I'm not mistaken, again, this is from top of mind awareness of the company Bronfman. They make spirits. They own a boo. They're a big booze company, right? Bronfman family, Canadian American Jewish family. I don't care about the religion. Uh, made a fortune in the alcoholic distilled beverage business. Once again, Robin Seagrams. They do the Seagram's brand. But one of the family members of the Brothman clan got in deep shit. I don't remember who it was. I think it was a daughter or somebody. There was shit going on. But anyway. You so- know that my flower girl is married to one of the Seagram people. Really? Yeah. How come we don't get free booze? I know. Who's married to one of the Seagram people? Siri, my... What, what, a girl that was one of my flower girls. So what the hell? How do you... If she's married to the Brothman booze fortune... <laughs> How the hell does she not send us substandard Seagram 7 product? Now, I don't like Seagram 7. It's it's, it's some basic bar brand shit, but it's booze. And I can serve it to other people who come in here and want a 7 and 7. By the way, when was the last time someone made a 7 and 7 in their bars? Do they still do that even in, like, shot and beer bars, the 7 and 7s? You know what that is, right? Seven and seven, Rob? Uh, yeah, it's Club Seven and... No, it's Seagram Seven. Seagram Seven and Seven, seven Up. Seven Up the Uncola, yeah. of course. So anyway, they're still talking about this stuff. And so the Rays can't negotiate, as I said, with Montreal or Bronfman. But they want to buy a minority interest in the team until they get permission from the city of St. Petersburg as part of the Tropicana Field Use Agreement that runs all the way through the 2027 season. So the Rays are locked in to the big orange down there in St. Petersburg, right off the freeway. And they've been ongoing. There have been three reported meetings, but no resolution. And the St. Petersburg mayor, Rick Kreisman, would like the team to instead build a new full-time stadium in St. Petersburg. Sternberg said in June, staying in in St. Petersburg or Tampa was unlikely. So the mayor of St. Pete wants a new stadium. People in Tampa want the stadium to be in Tampa, not in St. Pete or Clearwater or across, because it's really hard to drive across the causeway for people in Tampa, which is total bullshit. Yeah. The stadium sucks. That's the problem. Now, what is it about the stadium that sucks Because so it much? wasn't built for baseball. Because the stadium, when you look at it, yeah, no, it's where a, home plate is... It looks like a, a, a it's flying an saucer kind of took a nosedive. And then because, of the, because baseball players hit the ball so high, so they built it so home plate has to be on one side, and when the ball is hit high enough, it hits the ceiling. Right. Or it hits the catwalks or things that hang from the ceiling. Because it really was a the, badly designed the facility. The only way that it, wasn't, it wouldn't hit it is if the trajectory of... The ball but is now with launching, they would have to have perfect launch angles yes. so that the ball would never go above, like, say, 40 degrees, 60 degrees. Let me see launch angles now here. Let me get my abacus out. Actually, my. I, you know, one of the things that we need is, is a calculator right here. No, no, they can't do that. You got to do you got to use one of those protractors oh, so you can see oh, the degrees. Degrees. So I'm like if a d- ball I'm is at a those. certain degree then you know the ball's going to hit the damn ceiling or it's going to hit the stupid catwalk. When we were doing all the measurements Protractor. in the house, I had to do all the degrees. Not uh, 
Three Not, degrees. Or 98 degrees. 98 degrees in the shade. So anyway, that's what's going on. And the sad part is math again. See how often you need math. No, I need. No, listen. I I have. I went to a navigation course when I had to get my boating license. Uh I actually I didn't just buy a boat and go out there and get drunk like people do. How many times do you have to take that? I took it once (laughs) and I passed it. And I have certification from the Coast Guard and the Delaware River Power Squadron, Robin. I have had Coast Guard people and Power Squadron people on my vessel. With all the necessary accoutrement and safety gear, and also to pass a boating course, to be able to back into a slip with a single-engine boat that's 30 feet long, with a transom that's only eight foot six. You know how hard that is to back in with a single screw. This is good navigation, and I had to plot charts. It's never good to back in with just a single screw. You gotta have to like there you pull go. out, move in, pull out. Ba- move in Barco twenty four, Claire Bronfman, Robin. Look up Claire Bronfman. As I told you again, she was part of the Bronfman family, the Booze family, that get caught up in this whole Epstein scandal. No, no, oh no, no, no. It was the NBXM. That, that weird sex cult. Yeah. And there's not not there's anything wrong with weird sex cults. But it's unless you're bringing sick. in underage children and you're affiliated with douchebags in Hollywood who she, prey on young she children. She pled guilty just recently Yes, to that I told mode. you. That's why I know the name Bronfman is part of the Seagram's family. I couldn't remember Seagram's, but I knew it was a big family, a lot of money, and the daughter is a degenerate. Well, no. And that she, happens in a lot of rich people. You know what they say in, in rich families, Robin? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. Forbes, dark capital. Here's a, But it, it's a weird thing. I mean, like any time anybody's involved in a cult... You question their mindset. It's like that whole, uh, you know, people that have been kidnapped, and and then they fall in love with their kidnapper, or they, they yeah, the old Patty Hearst thing with yeah. Sing Q. Well, what's that? What's that syndrome called? Uh, uh, BBC Munch- syndrome. I mean, uh- <laughs> not not Munchburger syndrome. Not Brent Musburger syndrome. No Munchburger. That's not right either. Munchburger. Is that an all-meat product, or is that now part of the new oh, uh, what is it called? meatless? Um, well, you know what time it is, Robin? We're deep oh, into overtime already. You were going to cut out early, and now we're going over. I can't believe. See what happens, how much time when you're, when you're breaking Stockholm. down Thank you. the Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm exactly. syndrome. And I haven't even been to Sweden, but I have been to Ikea, and I can go for some meatballs with some lingonberry and maybe some, uh, what's the sauce they put on there? The gravy. Well, you got the meatballs and the lingonberry sauce. And then, but the but the vegetables suck now at IKEA. I don't know what they've done in their food court, but I I crave the meat, the Swedish meatballs, and I like the gravy and the lingonberry. But now, like all their vegetables are too soft. It's like nasty ass shit. You know what I'm saying? They uh they've gone cheap, or they changed like instead the vendors. Of- they can blame it on the vendors now. Just like the woman who got the PPA porn. Just like the guy in Miami at the Dolphins game who got charged 400-plus bucks for two beers. It's always the vendors, Robin. It's the, and not the Amy Fisher syndrome. Now, of course, remember, Patty Hearst was kidnapped yes. and then became was brainwashed by Sin Q. This is this. You want to talk about great now? I'm not looking this up. Sin Q. Sin Q was the guy from the SLA, the Symbionese Liberation Army. Oh, that wasn't somebody's name. That was an actual organization. No, SLA was an organization. Not Swing Lifestyle. That's a different organization. <laughs> Symbionese Liberation Army is the group that kidnapped Patty Hearst, and then she went into the bank with them okay. with the machine guns, and then 
was kidnapped, and the guy who was the brother, who was the leader, she hooked up with in a closet. His okay. name was Sin Q. I don't know if that was his real name, his rap name, or whatever his name was, but I remember Sin Q. Because when I was doing news, Robin, I was covering that era of the Symbionese, Liberation Army, Watergate, all of those political things and crazy isn't stuff that was happening. Symbion, isn't that a monkey? Robin, I don't know. I haven't been in any cults. Just a thought. Don Juan's uh, 0720 says the SLA shootout was 12 blocks from my house back in 74. Wow. That is great Symbionese Liberation Army knowledge right there. You're not getting that on any other sports show. How many sports guys know, remember Sin Q? How many? I doubt any of them. You're damn right, Robin. That's why people listen to the show. Only you, Tony Bruno. Only you. And on that note, I think we're our, our job here, our mission here is complete. Yeah. Not only did I sit on my painful ass for three hours today. Yeah, I think I think you're. I gave is... you three hours and eleven minutes. I think you and everybody else's asses have been able to withstand as much as they can to me. Do I look for any accolades? Do I expect people to say thank you, Tony? Do I expect people? Donald DeFries. Apparently was Sing Q. That was his real name. Donald DeFries. That's a Dutch name. You know those Dutchies, man. They're, they're, they got, they're got all, all kinds of cults over there. Some crazy-ass people in Holland, man. Oh, yeah. Shit. Sometimes good thing we don't have any crazy people in this country. <laughs> sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. I am not charging. for The meter's not running on the show. We do not charge you for overtime. It's like baseball. You know, everybody tweets, free baseball when they go into extra innings. I gave you four, 12, not I, Robin and I gave you an additional 12 minutes. And you give me 12 minutes, I'll give you the world. Normally, my bladder tells me that we're running into overtime, but I didn't even notice it today. But my body (laughs) says no. I must not be drinking enough water. No, no. In the meantime, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Mr. Thursday Night will be back tomorrow right here, same time, same channel, 1 to 4. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. I think 1 to 3 tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. And God bless America. It's a beautiful country.